everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is November 15th, 2023. Back, and uh, as Jeff is back from Toronto, we have a guest in studio. We'll get to that in just one second, but I want to mention our good friend Brian Curry, of course, selling real estate all over San Diego for more than 25 years. He's the guy that wins all the awards. He's the guy that can help you find the house that you need in San Diego County. At the same time, if you're looking to sell your home, he will get you the most for your home. His number is 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. You know, Dave, there's so many great neighborhoods that we take uh, for granted, whether it's Rancho Santa Fe, it could be a Levenheim, could be Carlsbad, but it's always nights like this with weather like this that remind me of the neighborhood we need to call Brian. And it's those beautiful houses that lay in the Tijuana River Valley. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and if you get there with an El Nino coming, man, just go out, you take taking that fresh air if you're if you're a little bit of an outdoorsman like me maybe you do a little fly fishing in the tijuana <laughs> river valley and uh and you know every now and then there's a chance your fucking house is gonna crumble but you know what life's a gamble right so uh, if you are like me and you love that smell of fresh toxic fish uh, and you want to live in uh tijuana river valley brad curry's probably not the guy to help you but <laughs> If you want to live anywhere else where your house won't actually float away in a toxic river, uh, BC can help you. Maybe even go East County, where our guest is from. Uh, the great Bernie Wilson, go out to La Mesa. I got a place out there. Uh, give Brian a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. I also want to mention Dan Williams. Of course, Dan and Brian are working together. Don't forget about home buying season. Now things are getting crazy, as everybody knows. Get approved, not just pre-qualified. Understand the financials of home buying. Call Dan Williams. Ask go about finances as we head to the end of the year, and you got to figure out your taxes. Dan's your guy, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Had a great time last night with Dan Gavin, Jimmy Bentoncourt, as we went out and supported our friend Matt Coyle's brand new book release. But Dave, I was talking to a friend, and, and we've probably all have been there. And it's this time of year, it's the holidays, and you've got kids, and man, all of a sudden you have car problems, and you get those severe car problems. This friend of mine, Piston went out on the car. Car could be basically dead, and you don't have the money to fix it. Man, you have to find the way to get your finances in order. Yeah, we talk about, of course, wanting to buy a car and ultimately buying a house, but right now it's that small little hill you're climbing. It's to get your family through the holidays. Man, make sure your finances are in order. Borrow smart, repay smart. Dan can help you do it. Give him a call. Like I said, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. There we go. All right, Jeff, we got a big guest in studio. A lot of things to talk about in San Diego. And, of course, there's some uh, devastating news. We'll get through all that as well. It's going to be probably a little bit of a, of a long show for you. And maybe we won't keep our guests the, till midnight. But at the same time, we have uh, some things to, to talk about as, as San Diego's a little bit upside down. One of our favorite guys, a guy that it, it's funny to think, Burn driving down, it's Bernie Wilson from the AP. I think, uh, for me, I think I've known you at least 25 years Right? I think Probably. I met you around. I think we met on a jail work release. <laughs> yeah. um, right? Look, man, there, there, there will be plenty of laughs tonight, and, and we got great Bernie and, and Dave stories. We booked this last week when I was when I was getting ready to go out of town, and we, we hyped it a little bit, and it was great. And I get home uh, Monday night, and yesterday I'm walking through. I, I work at Upper Deck. I'm up in Carlsbad. And you know, you've been out of the office for nine days ago. You catch up with people. And I'm, I'm crossing paths with a buddy of mine. And he goes, man, now what? And I said, what do you mean? 
I thought he was talking. You know, like work he wanted to fight in the hallway. No, no, no. <laughs> work related. And he goes, uh, Peter Seidler just died. And it hit me. Dave, I'll ask you, Burning Book, we'll start with you. We knew he had been sick. But to me, he had just been like the toughest dude in San Diego, maybe the coolest dude in San Diego. And when you found the news, man, it really impacted me. And I, I think we met him once or twice. Uh, Bernie, you knew him well. When you found out, even knowing that he was sick, that he had passed away, your first reaction and your best memory of Pete Seidler. Well, before we get serious, I got to say, you know, I, I've known you slappies a long time. Long time. <laughs> two, really two and a half, three, a three decades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you keep, I keep hearing about the garage. The last time I was in the garage, I brought my youngest son, Mike, down here before a tournament. He played a couple years for the Bears. Yep. Yeah. And Dave needed to screw up his swing before one of those <laughs> expensive. Nobody does it better. Nobody does it better before one of those expensive tournaments in Arizona. So yeah. I brought him down here. But every time I hear about the garage, I, I I can envision vision you guys in whatever um, either chopping up bodies or giving discount colonoscopies yeah. with a garden. That's hose coming and up a at eleven. Yeah. <laughs> we changed the table. Okay, good. And, and you know the the, the uh, checkpoints back into East County close at midnight. So yeah. As long as I'm out of here. So yeah. But anyway, it's a pleasure being here. But you know it, that was sad news about Peter Seidler. Um, he was a great guy. He, you know he really was and. Um, there are very few, there were, are, whatever, very few owners like him who are just low-key, salt-of-the-earth mm -hmm. guys. Um, he doesn't ha didn't have a security detail, Didn't does, never had a PR bobo on his hip. Like, we've seen some owners yeah. in this town with either a PR bobo on his hip or security, or they say, um, please, you need to call him Mr. Seidler. Or a limo on each side of the building, depending what door he's going to walk yeah, in. Yeah, just exactly. have one ready. To, to avoid the fans, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Peter was as low-key, down-to-earth as they come. And he was approachable. He returned texts. He returned calls. Um, just a great human being. Yeah. And, and, you know, he was not afraid to spend money. You know, I and, heard you earlier today uh, on The Fan talk about he wanted to be accountable. And that was the thing I always appreciated about him because honestly, we've gone after him really hard the last couple of months here about Delaware North and a couple of things as a fan. But the reason why I did it and, and we talked about it on the show was because how much respect we had for him as an owner. Like we were like, this guy has a little dirt under his nails. And if you disagree, it doesn't mean you don't like the guy. You have the right to disagree with him. And I said, you know, this team belongs to the community. It's still the community's team. You're the guy who signs a check. Be the guy we want you to be. But God, uh, all of that. It's like, it's funny thinking about it yesterday. Like, who gives a fuck, right? Uh, who gives a fuck about Drew Pomeranz? Who gives a fuck about what happened with Bob Melvin? You're just and like, their God. Bas their basketball playing GM. Right. Oh, actually, one other thing. <laughs> right, but uh, no, Burn, just to finish. Oh, sure. It's yeah. like, my point being is that all of that little shit that happened, We'll all get sorted out. At the end of the day, we just lost a guy that we haven't had enough of in this fucking one horse town who came in and said, fuck you to the establishment, both national and local, and said, I'm going to do it my way. And he did it in unbelievable fashion. Like, God bless that guy for being who he was. Absolutely. And the one thing I didn't get to on the fan was look at the clowns who preceded him in ownership who didn't want to spend money and yep. that Morad... Was asked one year, "What's your 
payroll going to be? And I go, it's going to start with a five or something like that. And he yeah. he actually said, if fans turn out, we'll try to put a better product wow. on the field or something like yeah. that in so many words. Whereas Seidler is like, okay, here, let's write some, you know, nine-figure deals here, yeah. boys. And, um, and it's just this town has gone through so much crap in the ownership suite. And then to finally have a guy like him, yeah, there were still some problems, like you alluded to, and, and that they, they need to get – taken care of right but it would be nice if maybe they do it in his memory yeah um you know stop being dysfunctional and stop being selfish and be accountable and go out and can't win a world series unless you're in a world series yeah and and but they owe it to this community to follow up on seidler's vision yeah. and his spending habits and that's, you know, I don't know if that's a topic even for another day about what the future is. I said to Jeff about a month ago, you know, we all knew he wasn't doing well health wise of, you know, who would take over? How does how does the process work? Because, you know, this this team feels like it belongs to the city. But as far as Peter goes, I'll tell you this, as far as you said, getting back to you and and, and who's very approachable. I reached out to him one time on Facebook. We're just Facebook friends. He's friends with a ton of people on Facebook. I said, Jeff and I want to have you in the garage. He said, absolutely. I'll come in. And then he wasn't feeling well, and he says, hey, I'm going to try and make it work after the beginning of the year. But he said he would come in here. He didn't even hesitate yeah. to wow. say that he would come sit in the garage and, and, and talk Padre baseball with us. He was yeah. that kind of guy that, I mean, again, Jeff and I have been in the media a long time, but we don't have a relationship with Peter Sider like we do with a lot of guys. The fact that he uh, answered my request on Facebook and said I'm in it says a lot about what kind of person was. He had nothing to hide. Yeah. No. And, you know, as my son said, who's a huge Padre fan, he's the first owner in, in my lifetime, speaking for Josh, that loved the team that I loved. And he f says, you know, basically the world would, was a better place with him in it. To not have him is, is very sad for San Diego. Yeah, and we got a comment yesterday from Peter O'Malley, you know, the middle generation of the three-generation family, uh, you know, one of the most legendary sports families in maybe world sports, or at least American sports. Yeah. And, and he mentioned the word fan. Yeah, in relation to Peter, the Padres just lost their biggest fan, and I think Manfred might have said the same thing. And he was a fan as well as the owner. And you know, he was one real quick story is you know, remember they fired Mike D, and nobody knew why, yeah. and it yeah. became a running joke even on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Every, every once in a while, I'll just blast out. <laughs> why did the fire yeah. Padres fire Mike D? And I, I worked him all the time. I said, why did you fire him? I, I and he said, I can't talk about that. And, I said, well, at some point, I want to sit down with you and have you talk about that. And he said, well, drop by my office sometime. So I took him up and dropped by his office, and then uh, it didn't end up writing a story because he wasn't going to – Yeah. well, he yeah. wasn't going to say. Nobody was. They got NDAs and lawyers and stuff. But we, we just had a nice conversation in his office. It wasn't on the record. It wasn't off the record. I wasn't doing a story. We were just BSing, talking right. about the homeless, this and that, Dodgers. You know, I grew up a Dodger fan in the 60s because they had a triple a team in spokane and when you know it was just a very pleasant conversation and then at the when it was time for you to go there's a bottle of tequila sitting on his desk he said why don't you take that bottle of tequila and i said peter i can't do that i, I just came down to bs with you yeah. he goes, no seriously he insisted it's a nice little decorative 
a bottle of tequila numbered batch um, wow. wow and so I, I i guess i'll crack into it pretty soon maybe at the yeah. holiday happy hour at the lucadian on december 1st to get <laughs> yeah. a commercial plug jay paris's holiday happy hour yeah i might bring you've been there before so we, go we need to get this meathead he was, was there, there last year oh, were you two years ago his coach tells everyone in san diego Dude. what time and where and you can't you can't, you can't move. move around yeah well show up early bud black gets early maybe i'll bring the peter seidler memorial there you go. Bottle of tequila. Uh, we're down for that. But I mean, that's just the kind of guy he is. Most owners wouldn't even want us in their, their right. office. And then he, he says, take this bottle of tequila. That's pretty cool. That's, Look, we, you know, we have seen this town reacts in the moment very, very quickly. People will debate forever whether or not number six should be up on the wall, right? Fine, it's done. But when you look around Petco Park, there's currently three statues there's one for tony there's one for trevor there's one for jerry contributions to that team cannot be argued for any one of those three guys you look at peter seidler he was there a short period of time but when you look at the impact that he made on the ballpark when he looks at the impact that he made on the neighborhood when he looks at the impact that he made on the team bernie pretty high bar pretty high bar not to mention the fact that she said that he was just a guy of the people do you think at one point we see uh, a Pete Seidler statue memorial out there to, to honor a guy that did a lot to bring that team back from the dead. Absolutely. Not only a Peter Seidler statue, put him in the team hall of fame. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and immediately, name. right? Somebody suggested, oh, yeah, I'm sure that they, they should this summer. And then uh, somebody suggested naming that goofy square that they're redoing, um, you oh, know, dude, right? Square or something. Which is yeah. funny because he's trying, you know, obviously much better than we did. He, he strikes me as a guy where none of that would have mattered to him. He just no, was a dude. He, yeah, he was a dude. Um, and he, uh, you know, I did a big story on him before spring training. And, you know, at FanFest, um, you know, the fans were out there. They packed, uh, I, I refuse to call it what, you know, the insurance company name. Right. But, but the, the old park at the park, there were yeah. thousands of people out there. And they were chanting his name, Peter, Peter, Peter. Right. And I asked him about it. And it was, it was almost like, oh, shucks, it's nice. But. That's what happens when you sign good, great players. Yeah, you, you get a reaction like that. So uh, he immediately punted to the players they were signing, and, and he did not take credit for that, even though it was his money. Yeah, but it was. And one other quick story: um, when the Yankees were here in 2014 or 15, this is just the kind of guy he was. He was standing by the ballpark was electric because I mean Yankees, oh, thousands yeah. of fans. All these knucklehead Yankee fans watching BP. And um, Seidler was standing by third base talking to Reggie Jackson because they had known each other going back to the O'Malley days. Yeah. And, you know, Dave probably has nightmares. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. were even alive. What was I, was. Yeah, I, was like, I was like six years old. Red Giroux hit, what, yeah. 300 home runs? In uh, game? Oh, just three in game yeah. six. <laughs> but Seidler and Red Giroux were just standing there having a conversation, and I was hanging out with my youngest son, Mike, who – ran quotes for me in the summers makes, yeah. make some coin and we we're just taking it all in and he saw saw us and he waved us over and said bernie uh you, have you ever met reggie and i said i've seen him and yeah saw him on tv and hitting home runs and stuff and he introduced me to him and i i introduced reggie to my son mike who was playing baseball at the time and so 
He didn't have to do that, right? But he did, and that's just the kind. Of, and he made cool. a joke about you know he read you this is one of our most acerbic sports writers here in town, which <laughs> I thought was <laughs> great, funny. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I loved that, and and so I asked Reggie if I could take a picture of him with my son who was playing high school ball at the time. Yeah. And it's a great picture because Mike, my son, put his arm around Reggie. And Reggie, I don't think, liked that because Reggie's mm. looking at Mike like he wants to kick his yeah. little suburban white ass from Illinois. <laughs> yeah. and, but I guess, you know, it's the bro thing you do. Yeah. You right. Your arm. But, you know, I guess you don't do that to Reggie. But he didn't kick my son's ass. And we got this great yeah. picture. And it's all because of Peter Seidler. That's, That's the kind that. of guy he is. He sees you. He brings you into the conversation. Right. And one day he was, before they opened the gates, he was showing Paul Ryan around the place. The, I guess it's, right, the former house speaker yeah. from Wisconsin. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell's what's this? And it, maybe it had to do with the equity company or something. <laughs> right. But it's like, here's Peter Seidler and the former Speaker of the House. The ball cap for probably a fishing hat. Yeah. yeah just yeah, the exactly. coolest guy. Yeah. I mean, Seidler, Seidler looked like a sports writer or an ex-radio yeah. dick. Yeah, right. right? He right. wasn't just a dick, but you, like one of you two slappy. Yeah. yeah. Just he's, he's, he through. looked like a guy. Yeah. You know, he didn't have to wear a blazer, you know. You see these NFL owners. And right. Like, uh, Mr. So-and-so is here and security clears everybody out. Yeah. But, you know, Peter could have mixed in in the press box really well. Actually, probably more better dressed better than most of us but that again that's just the kind of guy he was no pretensions nothing what happened to that that press conference in 2012 jeff and i were there there were four people who showed up to that press conference not counting ron fowler what happened to those o'malley's apparently the decision was made that if they didn't have an office at petco park they they didn't get their name in the media guide or their little bios. And I don't know if they're even still part of the ownership group. But yeah, they started, they made a huge deal about there were two Sidlers and two O'Malley's. Yep. Yeah. And then the O'Malley's just sort of disappeared. Yeah. So uh, I guess maybe they was, went with Mike D. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might they have. They drove together. My, yeah, they drove down. To, you don't want to get too close to Mike D because he'll either put rocks under your bridge. <laughs> or you, you don't want to go yachting with him. I, is that what I, the yeah. kids tell you? Yeah, well, that, that's what the internet says. So, yeah. Mike uh, D's yachting uh, excursion, uh, San Diego, I, California. Sounds like an OTL team. Uh, right. there, there you go. Uh, you covered the winter meetings, Bernie. Dave and I were at the winter meetings. And when Xander Bogart's good signed and we're down there, we had so many people, whether they were in the media agents, players, former players, they're all asking the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And they were asking about Peter. Man, is he going for it? Is he not feeling well, the whole thing? And to me, what Dave and I would say to them, at least I remember saying is, I, said, I, I can't think of anything I want to do less than speculate about Peter's health. We want him here for 30 years. But in hindsight, as we look back at it for a year, I guess we'll never know what Peter knew in the moment, but goddamn, what a rock star move, right? Oh like, yeah, I what mean, a rock star um, move to just lock. Up. I mean, I hated the the. I I thought if Manny opts out right now, then we're fine. We got five great years from him. Let him opt out, and Pete locks him up for another ten. You're like, oh god, this is gonna lock this team into contract hell. But that was his guy. 
Yeah. Fuck it. That's his guy. All right. That's his guy. I loved him. You know, two quick things. First of all, I, I missed the winter meetings because of my hip replacement surgery. Second, yeah. I hate the fucking winter meetings because there's nothing worse, more boring, more... Right. It's like Super Bowl week. It's yeah. just awful, especially when you have to listen to A.J. Preller four straight days <laughs> Jesus Christ. saying nothing. Saying you know. You, you, have, you know. You, you know, yeah. you know. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Um, and, and, you know, with the AP, there's only two or three of us. we got to cover all the teams. So we get shunted off... A, all over that damn big hotel, like you got to listen to the Red Sox GM, then you got to listen to the Angels GM, yeah. and it's the same thing. But we were talking about that too about Peter. Was he? Did he know that his condition was such that spend now, take a chance? Why not? I mean, yeah, again, I, I don't want. We don't want to speculate. We knew he was ill. We knew it wasn't good because he was a two-time cancer survivor. He didn't look good. At the Hall of the Padres Hall of Fame, and I mean, he's a gamer. I mean, if I were oh, sick, oh, I yeah. you know he he was a, a gamer, right? Um, he was there. Um, you, you wished him well. You didn't know how bad, and you certainly weren't going to ask. And then they issued that statement in mid September that he'd, he'd had a medical procedure in August and wasn't going to be back at the ballpark mm-hmm. that year. And I think we've all had family members felled by cancer. Yep. Um, and, and you know that it's not good, and you you hope for the very best. But you know, John Lennon said it best: "You don't take nothing with you but your soul." Yeah. God bless him if that was his intention. Right. To if he knew he wasn't long for this earth, and he wanted a championship, and he had the money. God bless the man. What an impact, man. Yeah. I mean, he'll never be forgotten. You know, and the thing that people, you know, Twitter can be such a cesspool. Yeah. But what, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And people uh, occasionally would chime in with, dude, it's not your money. It's Peter Seidler's money. Yeah. If he wants to spend it, let him do it. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, I think Ben said it today is right. If you're, if the worst thing that can be said about you is, man, you were a fan and you led with your heart instead of your head. That's it's pretty good. Yeah. You did pretty oh, good. Absolutely. They're like, yeah, I mean, fuck it, right? Yeah, I'd, right. I'd much rather... Uh, and I think he if, should be... You know, there's a bunch of dickheads on Twitter yesterday. Um, there were some stupid tweets by some national which I was gonna ask about. media people. It's like, just say RIP. You know, Peter right. Seidler's died. RIP, great man. But there are people talking about spending above your means and and, and oh, people fuck. started saying well these guys shouldn't comment about spending money that was his mantra that was right. his mo he even said something i like to spend money yeah yeah that's what he's known for he spent hundreds of millions of dollars going for it trying to get these clowns a world series yeah so just accept it from the man honor right. his memory say a prayer for him pour out a hazy pint or whatever and right let the man get his eternal rest and yeah. hope that they can win a world series opening day will be pretty wild huh? yeah it is it's gonna be pretty you know it's just death sucks man yeah it really fucking does yeah it's you know i don't need to say that too loud here but yeah i've written enough obits in this town since 2012 yeah of the superstars and you know, say out Gwen, Colonel Coleman, um, yeah. Schottenheimer, Kevin Towers, yeah, um, Dick Enberg, and and now Peter Seidler. Yeah. It sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. Um, it's you know just the permanence, and you know so now yeah, honor the man's memory and legacy the right way, and start doing things the right way. The sad part know? is unfinished business. I oh, mean, that's absolutely. how everybody feels. Yeah, absolutely. Sixty three years old. Yeah, it's it's sad all the time, but it, yeah. it, it was as if you're a Padre fan, you knew there was unfinished business. That number one, he wanted to see, but two is you know th- there was a plan to, to see this whole thing out. 
Right. Um, you know, you hear a lot of people today, I mean, maybe it would just be like 84 and Ray Kroc died in the team rallies. This roster doesn't seem set up to be that way. No. You know, not everything's, uh, you know, a, a, a perfect story. Um, yeah, this town is, is definitely hurting. And as you just said, man, we, we've been through it a bunch of times. It seems like just way too soon for almost everybody. Yeah, and I, I've never seen – granted, I've, I've never lived in another major town for more than three years. I've never seen or even heard of a owner being honored, yeah. like the outpouring of grief You're and right. emotion. I've never seen it. No. Never. And, and, and we know some people it would never happen to. Um, and I'm not going to go down that path, but on the flip side, it, it, it has been absolutely mind boggling to see the outpouring of yeah. support. From the only people. one I can think of close Jeff would be Jerry bus in LA. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah, good one. Definitely. That's the only um, one I can think of. The, you yeah. know, I think the cool thing too, burn is that, yeah, you, know, you talk about, it. we've, we've been through a lot in this garage. People really really close to us that have died. And the, the funny thing is, I, I've talked a lot about a friend of mine who committed suicide, one of my best friends, devastated me. She said at the end of her life, and, and obviously Pete died from natural causes, but when you think about people and when they pass away, a friend of mine, shortly before she died, said, I can think of a thousand people who love me, none of them are me. And you can't think of anything worse than somebody beloved by so many who hates themselves, and that's what she was doing. The one thing I was thinking about with him is you talked about it. You talked about walking through that stadium. There is a little bit of comfort in knowing that he was loved and that for probably, what, 50 years, he lived his life, he made an impact, he was successful, but he kind of do it in anonymity. And then all of a sudden, as a Dodger guy comes down to San Diego, he buys his team. And not only what he did, I thought Bryce Miller wrote, you've talked about, Bob McElroy is a real good buddy of mine from the Alpha Project. Oh, yeah. We've talked yeah, a lot. Bob. Yeah, Bob and I have talked a lot about Peter over the years. And, uh, you know, all the things that he did. And and at the end, I mean, he's a very humble guy. But there is a little bit of satisfaction knowing that, yeah, he knew he was loved in this community. He knew the impact he made. And I think that's kind of a cool way to go out. Oh, absolutely. And the other thing, too, is how many rich sons or second generation third generation are just complete monkey spanking yep. idiots oh complete just complete daddy was rich so they're they they ride daddy's coattails and but the, peter wasn't you know peter those the the, the sidlers and the o'malley's they worked around yeah. the dodge they worked in spring yeah. training they worked at dodger stadium they worked in the minor leagues I know Tom Seidler was an executive with one of the Northern California minor league teams for 10 or 15 years or so. I'm not sure what all Peter did, but he talked about stuffing programs at Dodger Stadium yeah. and doing menial tasks at Dodger Town. And Think Vero about Beach. it. Peter was that's how that's how the good guys come up right. in baseball yeah. families. And then he, you know, he he got a master's degree or MBA and co-founded a billion dollar equity company. Yeah. It's like this guy <laughs> made something of his life. Yeah. Well, you yeah. think about it. He was 21 when the Dodgers won in 81, and he was, you know, 27. And the next, so, I mean, he was a young guy, you know, 27, 28 years old when they won the last one. So being a, being a young, healthy guy and you're, you're, it's a family business, no wonder he fell in love with the game. Oh, I mean, he, he was around a lot of winning and an excitement and, and saw what it was. And when you talk about the long contract, both of you about like Machado and, and a player that he loved, he mentioned how, you know, the Dodgers infield that stayed together forever. And he kind of wanted the same continuity with the Padres 
he, you know, I, I believe he honestly had a plan to follow what, you know, uh, Peter O'Malley did. And he saw it firsthand and he saw it work. And, uh, you know, I, I, again, I'm more bummed out just for him that he didn't see it, it finish out the way he, his dream was when he got here in 2012. Yeah, that that is the saddest thing. Um, just just a lot more expensive uh, version of that. Dodger exactly right. Field, right. How funny but, was it? Sorry, Burn, but no, how funny? Ahead. How funny though? A guy like that, so successful, so likable, so mellow, so humble, no, you know, flamboyant personality. <laughs> it would be so natural and accepted for him to talk about the Dodgers. In respectful, competitive tones. And he did the polar opposite. He was like, I hate that team. Right. I, and, and I asked, and he was sincere about it. He was. And I asked him about it a couple of years ago, and he said he might have some Dodger stuff in his basement. And he probably had some good Dodger stuff yeah, right. in his probably basement. Probably a couple too. of rings. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Maybe some jerseys and autographs yeah. and stuff. But, uh, um, but no, he he did a one eighty. You know, I guess when you buy the one of the rivals, um, you got to go all in, and he did. Absolutely. And God bless the man for wanting to slay the dragon. They did slay the dragon, although that's you know that could be their World Series for some time if they uh, if they don't get their act together. But no, he and he was sincere about that too. He really was. Uh, well, the best to, to his family may rest easy. What a good man. But Burn, let's get to why we brought you down here. There's so much to cover in this town. This town is such a complete fuck show. And I'm so fucking sick of the jerk-offs in this town that walk around that I, I've said it for 20 fucking years, Bernie. You can't be arrogant and ignorant. And this fucking town is full of them. So let's start with AJ Preller. I, I cannot think of a guy, and maybe Pete knew this situation and Preller survived because maybe AJ was the one guy that truly understand what Peter wanted. And maybe... Maybe, again, it's just speculating, but maybe Peter said he knows what I want and he can do it. The idea that this fucking guy is allowed to stick around and continue to run this team into the ground makes me insane. Uh, and, and we talk about it. The, the other thing that happens in this town, and I, I try to avoid it, I moved here when I, in 1981. And for some reason, fell in love with that team about 1982. That doesn't make me any more of a fan than my son, Jack, who fell in love with it three years ago, or Ryan Cohen, who we see dancing his ass off. I'm not any more of a fan than those guys. I'm not any more of a fan that just fell in love with them beating the Dodgers. We all cheer for the same team. But this fucking Preller is, he's a dipshit. <laughs> he's an absolute fucking dipshit, Bernie. And, and I can't fucking take it. And the thing that bothered me is I liked Peter so much, but his blind loyalty to this fuckhead made me insane. And Gruppner, this fucking guy is the biggest phony in this town. If Emma Stone's in town, he can't wait to get his fucking beard oil on and run down there, put his $200 fucking blender glasses on. But when $375,000 is fucking ripped off from local, local charity, Eric's unavailable. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, be the guy that Larry Lucchino was. That's the guy you want to be? Larry would have been up front. So I don't care who, but with Peter gone, what 
which one of these two fucking dickheads is going to drive this bus right into the fucking ditch? Because I know it's going to be one or they're going to drive together like um, fucking student drivers at uh, Sandy Guido. Uh, I'm going to answer that two part. First of all, since we're going into the gutter, I got to ask you, hey, Dave, has anybody told you to go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah, today? I was waiting for me. you to get here. Yeah, yeah go, it's, go it's fuck tough. yourself. <laughs> Second, they should they should buy an America's Cup boat because they, not, they have a wheel yeah. on both sides, starboard port, and they can both hold a hand on a wheel as they right. slam as they race Mike D's yacht <laughs> out on San Diego yeah. Bay. You know, I remember the day Preller got suspended by MLB for the medical records thing. We were moving our youngest son into his dorm at UCLA, okay. trying to be a dad. Right. My wife was there. We were moving him into whatever hall he I can't even remember. But get called, uh, fucking Preller's been suspended 30 days. Can you do a story? I said, fuck no, I'm trying to be a dad. Right. You know, got, and, and that's how, that's how my job is. Yeah. You, you don't have time to yourself because there's always stupid shit like that happening. Yeah. So fortunately, our guy Jimmy Golan in Boston, since it involved the Red Sox, he was, he was on the clock and he did the story. But the next day, I had to do a follow-up, so I called Seidler and the first question was, are you going to fire AJ? Yeah. And he said, oh, no, no. I said, why not? Right. He goes, I, I just, I believe in him, and I'm not going to fire him. But most organizations would have fired him. Right. Rightfully in, so. In any sport, not just baseball. Yeah. Because I, I believe that wasn't his first strike, right? Yeah. There was something that had percolated from either, from before he Correct. got here. Um, and it's like, at that point, you knew, what what is going on? And he has, uh, and Seidler continued to back Preller, Um after every season, it's the same thing. You have confidence in Preller, and yeah, I believe in him. And I mean, you look at the Preller with that get try to win now thing in 2015, where he's right. signing all these dorks. Yeah, Will Middlebrooks, Will Matt Kemp with his arthritic hips. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Matt Kemp dated Rihanna, and she apparently scared the living shit out of him. <laughs> and he, he wasn't the same after no. that. I'm yeah. sure none of us would be, but yeah. no. respect to the man, though. Right, of course. Rihanna, but Fuck just, yeah. You know, um, and then, what, spent $80 million on these international oh, players? That, and apparently Randy Rosarina, I love the Mexican media. They're some really cool guys. Yeah. They have to wait three hours to cross the border. They can't, Usually they're here for some, I love talking with those guys. Yeah. They are just the coolest dudes, but some one of them... Posted something with uh, Benji Gill or Hill. I don't know how you Benji Gill. Benji, Benji Gill. Gill. Uh, so I've heard him pr- the last last name pronounced Hill, but I'm an ignorant Dude, East County. And I'll, I'll just call him Gill. I've been here 30 years, and, and everyone calls him Benji. Benji. Okay. He's down the street. Everyone okay. calls him Benji, Benji Gill. Benji Gill. I'm not going to try to be proper. We're in a fucking garage, right? Yeah. Right. And so apparently he was managing to, in Tijuana at the time. Might even have had him. And the, apparently the Padres could have had... A Rosarina for a, a million and a half or something. Instead, they're sp- spending crazy Jorge money. Ona. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead, they're spending the crazy money on more Hone. Who, yeah, more on these other guys who never panned out. Right. And it's like, what are you doing? Matt Carpenter. Yeah. I mean, Cronenworth, the Darvish extension. Xander Bogart. I mean, it's not like we don't have 25 fucking examples. Yeah, and I don't, th- you know, again, uh, Xander is a great guy. Terrific human being, great clubhouse. I got guy, it, but, so but they Kevin, didn't need Kevin him. Scattericci. We don't need no, him at short. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And I can tell you, Kevin Scattericci couldn't play short that's right now. Um, but it's just, you just roll your eyes. And boy, there he's there's some Preller defenders out there. Oh my God. It's like, can't you just look at it? 
objectively they can't they can't That's the there problem. are he has zero division titles i know the wild card has changed thing zero 90 win season yep. they even defend well why do you need to have 90 wins well it sure as hell right. is better than winning 82 or 86 you have a 260 teams? million dollar fucking yeah, payroll right. man yeah you don't you're not 31 million anymore and, and it's like rolling out uh who is that fucking uh jason bartlett yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember him. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not but rolling him fucking out. No, no penance. Um, and, and no fucks and, given. Right. No fucks given totally. <laughs> and the only guy, the only manager who at least had consecutive winning records yeah. was a guy who, Bo Mel, who couldn't wait to get out of here. What happened? I, uh, what did you see down there? Just real quick. I saw okay. some slapdick yesterday tweet blaming. Bob Melvin for Peter Seidler not seeing a World Series champion. It's oh, like, really? Are you that fucking stupid? Oh, yes. my God. Are you that fucking stupid? Yeah. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, apparently the whole Bowmel um, Preller thing was percolating from early on in Bowmel's tenure here. Yeah. Wow. Early on. Um, he probably got a load of it in spring tra- his first spring training, is my guess. Yeah. And probably thought, what the fuck is going on here? Do you have access to him like we had in the past with Boach and Towers and those guys? Yeah, pretty, I mean, pretty much. Not, you know, it's it's more group grope. Yeah. But you, you know, I mean, the manager? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, yeah. It's mostly group grope. And of course, there's a. A million team PR people and broadcasters all around, but you can peel them off for one on ones after. What was your takeaway of his time here? I liked him a lot. Yeah, I really did. Um, he's a smart guy. He's old school, and I know there was a thing about was he using analytics? Was he using the input coming from down upstairs? But you know, I like him for other. You know, I don't have to like a guy for his bait. I'm not there to. I'm there to cover the goddamn game. Mm-hmm. The one who lost, why? I'm not there to criticize every move yeah. or, you, you know, you, you raise questions, certainly. But but you don't have time for the deep dives. But, uh, yeah, you know, he was good to deal with. He was pumped. He was punctual. Look, when it's 10 o'clock or 1030 on a Wednesday night and yeah. we got deadlines biting our ass, we want to get in and get out. Yeah. And he was punctual. He was quick. You know, you could walk with him back down to the clubhouse, ask him stuff. You could get him off to the side one-on-one in the dugout. And you could talk to him about things other than baseball, which in the course of a 162-game season, you want to talk other things than yeah. baseball. We're talking about he's, uh, what about, he must be, what, 61, 62. He remembers uh, concerts on the green at uh, Oakland Coliseum cool. in the 70s. That's the kind of stuff I want to talk about. Right. I don't care if Matt Carpenter has a fucking mustache. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, like everybody, I don't care that Trent Grisham has a fucking mustache either. I want to know, did you see Led Zeppelin in 77? Right. Did you see the clash in 82 when they opened for the who? Yeah. That's what we talked about one afternoon. Yeah. So, you know, so as far as, okay, a couple things going back. Seidler meaning that he was looking for an organization that had continuity like the Dodgers. The one thing the Dodgers, and he saw it, was they used the minor league system. So if Seidler comes in and Preller's here and you have guys like Trey Turner who never got a shot or Max Fried who never got a shot who ended up having great careers, as you said, 2015 was crazy, but his fan base falls for all the names. When he brings in Kemp and the you know blowjob Upton and and Justin Upton and Craig Kimbrell yeah. and all that shit, yeah. and you're going, what the fuck? Are you guys insane? You aren't trading baseball cards, you know? What are you building as far as the team? And he gives up on that a few months in. Fires Bud Black. He starts trading those guys away, 
and he's starting over. So the Atlanta Braves always compare them to went through a rebuild too after the Padres and, and still beat got, him to the World Series. Beat him title. to the World Series. And you go, well, what the fuck? And then he does it again. And then he he hires eight different managers. The same guy can completely keeps fucking up the organization. And yet he, and he's been suspended, should have been fired, as you said. Everything you're saying is 100% right. But when you saw the team last year, because here we go again, you know, but bigger stars. And you, you know you've been around the game a long time. You knew this was not a complete baseball team. You knew there was no scale. The balance wasn't there. You've been to enough games. You, Bernie's at like every fucking Padre home game for the last, what, 35 years? Close. Yeah. About I mean, 32. So as much yeah. as you're there to do your job, you know what it fucking looks like, what a balanced team looks oh, like. Yeah. You knew there was no balance in this team. Well, and, the, there and was so, no bottom third of the lineup. Yeah. No. So when the three thing, of us could have trotted out there, yeah. me, me with my bad hip and yeah. you with your horseshit attitude. <laughs> so 100%. Yeah, everything wrong. <laughs> so my question is, is the fan base easy to appease here that caused problems? Apparently so. Because as you said, people blaming Bob Melvin. Oh, he, it's all Bob's fault. This team fucking lost. And, and anyone who knows baseball says Bob Melvin's well-respected and he could have chosen about three different jobs before he chose the Giants job. But the fact he took a team with the less stars... Oh, not a very good team at all and a team that maybe is going to suffer for a while compared to what he just left shows you this is not a good situation in san diego how long does it take to to fix and is this an appealing job for the next manager yeah, well it apparently is for benji gill um well, and yeah. uh, you know nevin probably would like it i know mike schilt wants it really really who's really your bad who's your guess um i would bet that they'll go with schilt yeah but who is a nice guy i, I really like him my chatted him up in the dugout one time even though we're apparently not supposed to talk to members of the coaching staff. unbelievable what, what right? a bunch of monkey spankers I what mean, a fucking bunch jesus of christ bags. remember todd hutchison the trainer he'd yeah. be cruising through the yeah. hey what's what's up with so-and-so and he'd tell us you know you yeah. didn't have to and um dude dan so, worthen was fucking yeah, great dan worthen the uh or dave stewart was yeah, a riot yeah, i mean you could start playing Plan. any of these guys are just cruising through with their dinner after game hey why did so-and-so fuck up tonight and they'd stop and talk right and but, then you got your story right because right. you might not have known you see it one way mm -hmm. and they fill you in on that background right and you go okay i'm not gonna lock you to that Right. But now I don't sound like a complete fucking douche. Exactly. Because I know the background. But we could, um, Ballsley, we could, we yeah. would have regular confabs with Ballsley. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 you know, writers quickly gather around him and get a few pithy quotes. But anyway, so I've had a nice convo with Mike Shield. I know he desperately wants it. I, I would actually love covering Nevin again. I don't know that they would hire him, but I think I, he's right there. I think he might be. I, you know, then you see these clowns. How do you justify that hiring? No joke. I mean, if the giant, he wasn't good Nevin? enough for the Giants. He wasn't good enough for the Yankees. It wasn't good enough for the Angels. Yet you're going to bring him back here. He's below 500 I, record. I know, but uh, if anybody could do it and try to sell it, it'd be Preller. I tell you, I watched Although. the Ron Washington press conference today, and I'm like, the fucking Padres blew it. Ron Washington was so good today. And then people wanted him years ago. The one guy from Texas right, we yeah. actually wanted here. Yeah. Right. Fucking the guy doesn't hire him. Right. Well, and apparently the story going around on Bowmel was that he was more of a Seidler hire or suggestion or something because Seidler, or Preller had blown it with Greeny and Tingler. Yeah. And so they had to get somebody, a veteran. So I, I don't, you know, again, I'm going at it on who I can get along with, how they are to cover 
things like that because i beyond that i got a deadline to meet yeah. and once my found my story i go home and hope that my wife hasn't finished all the booze in our house <laughs> okay that's yeah. that's how it rolls out at rancho wilsono in yeah. fletcher hills i uh you know and so i and but they're, they're all intriguing stories in a way even mike mike schultz seems boring but there's a great video of him dropping f-bombs during a clubhouse celebration and it's like that's my kind of guy wow yeah it really is i those are my kind of words we use those words in the press box i cover yeah. sailing they use those words on sailboats yeah nice. and i like it so i mean i you know but yeah who who knows what's you, going through parallels especially now did they agree on a have they agreed on a manager and they just have paused things to honor Peter? I don't know. You know, who, who I guess we'll find out Monday or Tuesday. So don't wander far from your little. Oh, we'll you know, be right here. We'll be right here in the Ready garage. Cutting live. up bodies, doing some colonoscopies. Goddamn right. And, <laughs> got, and at 8 o'clock, you turn on your mic. I got fucking Turco coming in. We're going live. Wired <laughs> 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 wire wire. Awesome, um, man. Burn, we've been in that room and we've covered that room and you see... Uh, not the current, but old school, right? The 98 club, the 96 club, and all the way through. And now it's a different thing. But but when you would go in, you would see the different personalities. You kind of knew. Like I was talking about, Caminetti ran that room. It was pretty funny, right? Caminetti and Kevin Brown. And anybody coming in, like, you were going to go through them. When you look at that team, and so much is made about chemistry and personalities. Does one sort of fit in? Right, what's Manny and Fernando like? You're down there every day. You don't you don't have to get into specifics. You gotta cover that club again. But when you watch them day in and day out, you saw the dynamic in the room. Were there things that you looked at and go, Wow, that's kinda weird, or did it just seem like every clubhouse that you've covered for thirty years? You know, that's a hell of a question and I really don't know how to answer it. Um you know, so much was swirling around. Um you know the the real dynamic we don't see because we we're in there for an hour. They're very the sterile. Game. Yeah, it's very well. We go in there. We get an hour before BP. Some guys aren't even there yet. Mm. Um, some guys are hitting in the indoor cage. Some guys are in the training room. A lot of guys are eating. You just don't see a lot of stuff uh, post game. There there seems to be a vibe, um, but. I don't know, and I don't want to impugn anybody no, without have. Uh, we certainly hear things, but it's like the whole thing about Manny being a whether he was a leader or not. It, it, I just found it interesting that so many people needed anonymity to say their piece, mm, okay. and then Manny was expected to speak on the record. Yeah, not that I'd ever thought. Not that I ever thought I'd defend Manny. Right, he's he doesn't like us, which is fine. It, right. it's what's the saying in the godfather it's it's not personal it's strictly business yeah. yeah he doesn't like us we don't have to like him but we get along we coexist yeah um you don't need every guy every night right um although man, it, he seems like he's on every night well but they go to him a lot which i mean i give him credit for that he's Bernie. the and i do too because a he's the big money guy in there he's the big name he um I don't think he's officially the captain, but he's sort of viewed as the captain. Um, but he he's he's a gamer, too. I'll give him that. He's yeah. in the training room quite a lot. But you go in there after the game, and Tatis is sitting there. Kim's sitting there. They're on their phone. But you can go up and talk to him. Yeah. Um, Soto comes and goes. Bogarts is there. But you hear stuff 
the other stuff that didn't come out, but we can't get it confirmed, so I'm not even going to bring it up no, here. But we, and we can't report it unless there's something to it, a hard and fast fact. But you, you, let's just suffice it to say that you mix massive contracts with massive egos. Some guys have won World Series rings and mm-hmm. might have certain expectations. Other guys have not won World yeah. Series rings. And, you know, who knows what expectation you have when you're Oh, you know, they all make a lot more money than we do, but four of them in there make staggering money. Yeah. Um, but I, I go back to the days when, uh, you know, it's a round clubhouse. You guys have been there. Um, mm-hmm. When Nevin, Klesko, and the Giles boys oh, yeah. were there, and you go in there <laughs> yeah. after game, Nevin's here, Klesko's here, Giles is here. They they turn their chairs outward so they're facing out. They were true team guys. Yeah. They'd be in their T-shirts, sliding shorts, Bud Light, scratching their nuts, yucking yeah. it up, yelling across the room. They loved being there. Right. Not that these guys don't, but it's just, it's a different dynamic these days. There weren't cell phones back then. Yeah. You know, they, right. there was they, no they TMZ. Sit, yeah, there, yeah, there was no IG to post your IGs. Oh. By the way, I love when you favor my cat pictures on IG. Dude, the coolest. My God, you're a sweet man. <laughs> yes, sir. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you, pal. I, you never. Yeah, I'm one of the cats. Fuck Dude, that cat. guy's the best. <laughs> so you know it's and, and you know I, you know why this team's I, fucked up dave i'm I, sorry it's dude. just a i don't i i honest to god don't know what, and how much of that transfers over onto the field you're a baseball yeah. coach yeah. if you have a bunch of dipshits in of course you're one high guy school to ruin guys it. yeah it doesn't matter baseball yeah, baseball it takes yeah, one guy to ruin it, it. yeah you know That's, go ahead know, jeff I'll, I'll dave i'm sorry I just because i'll forget this you mentioned earlier xander bogart great guy right this is why this team's a fuck show Xander Bogarts comes in and what do we hear the entire first half of the year? Why is he not performing? He's not performing because he has a wrist issue. Fernando uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. for years had the shoulder and the wrist injuries. These guys, as you just said, making staggering amount of money, although I think a lot of people would probably say, yeah, you could put Joe in that deal. You could put Darvish in that deal. Sure. Not one fucking thing has been done to address a guy who we have an 11-year contract with who has a wrist injury and you're trying to get cortisone and he can't fucking tell anybody fast enough, oh, you know, I'm trying to play through and I'm hurt, then fucking do something in the offseason. Nothing happened with Fernando. There's no accountability for that team. And unfortunately, it started at the top. It started at the top. It goes down through Preller. And it continues to let these fucking guys run wild. And when at some point does somebody go, hey, look, you're the fucking employee, dude. We're paying you. And if you're not capable of performing, then we need to look at things to do to get you at the level that we thought we were getting when we made an 11-year commitment. Instead of saying, hey, man, Probably don't want to go bowling. Good luck with the wrist. Sorry, Dave. Too soon. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> Fuck you. Speaking of that, these CIF balls, at what point do we start throwing them up? Yeah, face? I don't think he paid I, for them. I can't, I can't okay. throw oh, one you, you know he did. Yeah, he can't throw well, them back. You guys can't the, hear, this, but people are like, what's that noise? Bernie's rolling a baseball oh, sorry. back and forth. This yeah. is where Pelé takes balls off the face, right? <laughs> done a few times. <laughs> done a few times. So anyway, again. But I mean, great. there's no accountability. There's not. And, you know, this med- the medical thing like that has been going on with this franchise since long before this regime yeah. they, they've it. always had medical i don't want to use the word malpractice but you know where i'm going cluelessness yeah um what you know what whatever um but yeah it's like and bogarts is talking about that risk late into the season it's right. like dude get it get cortisone get manny went in and got yeah. the elbow done yes i give him credit oh absolutely, absolutely you know and to, for him to spend a month 
um, DH and because he couldn't play. I mean that dude, the ankle in twenty two. Yeah, right? I mean like, he is he's a gamer and he is he's not a pussy. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, to you, you know, throw that word out there. Um, but like 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 pal, okay. Um, but I think too, it's a different era where. Like you mentioned, Tatis didn't get the one year, and Lamette didn't want to do something. Right. And he, the, these guys, and you wonder how much of it is their agent feeding them stuff. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to do this. You don't want yeah. to do that. Um, you know that there's guys in there talking to outside coaches. Yeah. I know that certain people, certain super former superstars from San Diego would be on the phone to their old high school hitting coach after yeah. tough games mm. when they're playing in the major leagues. And there's probably a lot of that going on, but you got to think agents are involved and you have hard headed players, but you're right. Somebody needs to grab these guys and say, look, we sign your paychecks. Yeah. We have a medical staff, right? You can go get a second or even a third opinion, right. but we're going to, you bring those to us and then we're going to sit down and we're going to decide, yeah. and, you know, granted that everybody says, well, it's your body, your decision. And it's like, son, you want to play baseball here? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let me ask you, I'm going to throw four four things out there that we hear. But again, Jeff and I weren't in the clubhouse this year. Okay. So first first thing is I'm going to throw all four out and you can just respond. Okay. First one is Manny, as far as you said, not officially the captain, but the leader of the team. Yet Manny says we're all leaders. And you know it doesn't work that way. That's why there are more followers than there are leaders. There's, there's one main guy. You know, and, he, and right. people look at him as the guy doesn't sound like he is that guy. It's not in his DNA to be the, the full-time guy. He's not the Derek Jeter. Yeah, I don't think he wants it, Yeah, I don't which think, is fine. But I don't think he yeah. wants anyone else to want it either. I the, think he'd be really upset if all of a sudden it was Xander or, or Fernanda. That could very well okay. be. I Wh- mean, Which see, is a problem. Right. Um, and I had to do a follow-up on those two reports that were heavily based on anonymity. And I went to guys and I, like Prowler. I said, I want shit on the record, bro. Yeah. And I asked him that, and he, his answer was, well, we have a room full of leaders in there. Doesn't work that we way. Saw, yeah, no. exactly. You have to have a – it's like the military or yeah. – you yeah. you're the head baseball yeah. coach at Benita Vista. Yeah. Right? You, you're the ultimate guy. You're probably in charge of, what, hockey cards? At, I got five people that work for okay, me. Okay, so somebody's got to make decisions. Exactly. Some, you know, you, yeah. somebody – The buck has to stop somewhere. Right, yeah, right. exactly. You have to have one leader, and maybe Manny doesn't want it, or like I said, maybe he doesn't want other people to have it. Yeah, that, so, so That could be a problem. See, to me, I always go with who the funner guy to write about is, and to me, that's Tatis. Yeah. yeah. He's a bit – He's uh, and that's not a shout against Manny. It's just different guys have different – Right. Ways of dealing with the media and Tatis is jovial and friendly and accessible and Manny's not. That's uh, just the way. Dave, that's not a shot. It's just the way he Tony is. Tony and Caminetti. Caminetti was fine with the media. He was good. Right. But Tony had a different personality. Tony was a stud, but in a lot of ways, Caminetti probably ran that team. Oh, and, yeah. Caminetti. And you had leaders, Kevin Brown and Trevor, the whole thing, but they were winning. Right. But ultimately, right? Burnt fair analogy that if shit acted up, you were probably going to, if you were a guy being a jerk-off on that team, you were probably going to get it more from Caminetti than you were going to get it from Tony. I was going to say, because Tony probably didn't want to get his hands dirty on yeah, some of but that stuff. So that's different. Caminetti policed the locker room. Right. Tony policed the media. Exactly. Caminetti, oh. Caminetti was like the mob muscle. Yes, 100%. There was a story one time that one of the players was bad-mouthing Bochy mm-hmm. in the clubhouse. Tom Krasovic knows this story. He probably saw it. And so... Caminetti didn't like it, so the way he got his message across, rather than bust his kneecaps, 
was he took it, the, that player's civilian clothes and put him in Bochi's office so that the player go had to go <laughs> get his civvies from Bochi's office. And Bochi probably was thinking, what the fuck is going on here? Right. And that's how Caminiti dealt with oh, yeah. what was going on. And that's pretty smart. Caminiti could be a scary dude. Yeah, oh, Great guy. Yeah. He could be a sweetheart <laughs> of a human being. Right. But there were nights when, man, he had that... Oh, yeah. Fucking glare, that glow, and it's like you better either yeah. ask real good questions or maybe go talk to Gilvio yeah. Veras or something. Yeah. No shit. No shit. Go Chris Gomez. Yes, yeah, Sterling Hitchcock. So or Dave Staten. All right, let me get to the next the next okay. three guys for you. The rumor was on Tatis. This year coming back, Tatis um basically kept to his own. He knew he had to win over the clubhouse again, that they said he was he was more quiet than than normal. And that his teammates, and I don't know how long it lasted, that his teammates uh, were upset with him. Not the fact that he got caught with, uh, you know, enhancement, but as far as he didn't really own it, own it. They didn't think he handled it as a pro, and it was a turnoff to his teammates. That I can't really comment okay. on. I mean, it could could have happened. I, I know that, uh, you know, when he addressed the, his cl- the clubhouse a few days after the suspension was announced that August, um Apparently, people got in some licks and said he seemed contrite, but maybe maybe he didn't. That I don't know. Okay, but but look, you, we've been around this town, these teams, long enough to know when you hear mm. shit that there's usually something to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So unless proven otherwise, you know, probably something there. Yeah, and there's there's another huge city story that's going to come out. Um, imagine soon that I think we're all aware of that. I'm not going to say here. You guys aren't going to say it here, but there's a big to story coming out. And then Soto um, again, played in 162 played, you know, his, his game uh, under contract, good employee, but it knows his future is not here that he's basically playing out the contract being a, a pros pro kind of a deal, but is he doesn't look at himself as a long-term Padre. Could, did, you, did you have the feeling that Soto was looking at the door? I did not. Yeah. But again, um, could very well be. Okay. To me, Dave, that that strikes me as a guy who goes, I got Scott Boris. Yeah. And Scott will handle that. And that's why I hired Scott. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be here, could be there. Who yeah. gives a fuck, right? Somebody yeah. says he likes uh, Dominican places in New York, so maybe New York is the place. And it's funny. He does great back east. Um, yeah. By the way, I keep hearing Philadelphia is where he's going. Which, with, is, which is back east. Yeah, his best friend, yeah. Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, is mm-hmm. his favorite hitting coach with the Phillies, smaller ballpark. Loves back east, as you said, but I keep hearing yeah. Phillies. Um, anyway, and the last one is Xander. That uh, As far as Xander, uh, almost a regret of signing here in San Diego, has not gone the way he thought it was going to go. At the same time, people might be upset with him, uh, the numbers he's put up, that if you look at his numbers, last few years the Boston, the exit velocity was falling. It was on the Padres to do their homework and decide to sign him or not. And, the, hey, like him or not, the Padres are the one that signed that deal with him. So it's not Xander's fault that Xander's locked in for 11 years with all that money. Xander took the best offer on the table. It's just the first year in San Diego wasn't, wasn't an enjoyable one. The sense I got was the just the occasional, you know, he'd just stand there almost like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into yeah. type of reaction to things. Well, that's a bad, you know, it's, no, no, that's you know, bad burn. It is, but uh, you won a couple of World Series. You know what it takes it, and what it doesn't take. You know, and yeah, maybe, how about maybe, getting your fucking wrists healthy? Yeah, like, well, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not crying too many tears. Right, for that but guy. Bogarts is one of the guys. <laughs> well, be a team guy. Right, he should get his wrist taken care of, or you know, and you, he was talking about 
you know, maybe getting another cortisone shot. Well, you can't, you know, it's you like, not like you can't get a cortisone right. shot every day. Even a clown like me knows that. Right. You know, I think it, what, three, every three months or something like uh, that? Six months. Six months. Yeah. yeah, but he just had And this. they aren't good for you. They're, they're it's not supposed to be good for your health. Is that right? Okay. Well, I wouldn't know. I'm not an athlete. No. So, but it, you just got that sense. It's like, what the hell? But he's one of the guys I was alluding to. He had, he has two World Series rings. No, I got it. He's probably used to doing things different than the way they're doing out here in Club Med. Yeah. Um, so, but no, you hear things, and, uh, and he apparently, too, the word on the street was, or word on the dock, since we're in a <laughs> Navy sailing, yeah. Amer- former America's Cup town, was that uh, he sort of unloaded to some of his Boston media bros when the Red Sox were in town and yeah. just sort of expressed either displeasure or surprise, maybe, at the way things were going out here. Um. Covered a lot of pods, but I got to move to San Diego State because this fucking this fucking place. Okay, so Hoke Brady's fine, right? I I hear everybody reading off Brady's credentials. Outstanding, great. Nobody gives a fuck. At the end of the day, (laughs) nobody gives a fuck. As the great Jerry Coleman said, nobody gives a fuck what you did yesterday. What are you going to do tomorrow? And Brady's not going to do shit tomorrow. So the dream's over. So I'm reading this fucking story. And it looks like San Diego State, if I read this right, Byrne, I, I don't know, Wicker. I think he's fine. Yeah, another guy. Um, but but it, it appears to me that Wicker tries to do right by Hoke and right by San Diego State by saying, you know, maybe if we have you retirement, look, you're not going to be able to hide the buyout. You're a state organization. We're going to know what the number is at the end. But maybe if we write this thing as a retirement, Brady can save face. Maybe you get the retirement package that any employee gets, right? Who knows? Right. It could be kind of cool. And then Brady tells the wrong people or his people tell people, yeah, I got fired. And it makes Wicker look like a complete dickhead. Like, well, what the fuck was it? Did you fire him or did he retire? And then you start looking at the names that they're talking about. I heard some assholes say bring Rocky Long back. You're not bringing Rocky Long back. He's 91. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you bring Al Luganbill back too? Why not? We are the least forward-thinking town. I love the guys oh. at the UT. The guys that Kirk Kenny fucking wrote for the 10 guys to keep an eye on. Who? Want to buy a season ticket? Who are these dumb fucks? We're talking about the guy who just got run out of... Uh, where was Mike Leach? State. Yeah. Oh, Arnett. Yeah, Arnett. He's a, def- they, he's a defensive guy. They have to go off. Absolutely. Right. And, and uh, you're right. I, saw, I love Ryan Lindley. Oh, I do I too. Ryan. He's an East County bro. Right. Ryan's not getting that fucking job. No. You can't sell a fucking ticket in Snapdragon Stadium. Arnett and Ryan and these other fucking guys that Kirk wrote, nobody's going to give a shit. We are the most fickle town in America. And, and honestly, Bernie, it's such a fuck you to the San Diego State people, to Kevin Faulkner, that dickhead, to the Padres, who all allowed the NFL to leave. Whether you like the Chargers or not, because we're fucking Mayberry by the sea. We could not get by the, the animosity towards Dean, towards realize what the fuck we gave up. We gave up the NFL in a tourist city where I had a guy tell me in Toronto, 
hey man, I used to love San Diego because I'd watch it from here when I'm freezing my balls off. You think he gave a fuck about Dean Spanos? He didn't know no. Dean Spanos from fucking Dean Kane. All he knew <laughs> was that the NFL was here. And the Padres, these motherfuckers, San Diego State, that douchebag Faulkner, all those guys thought they were bigger than the game and let the NFL leave. And now we got 1,100 people at Snapdragon Stadium and poor Ted Leitner sitting out there trying to, <laughs> trying to sell it. Like, like, what the fuck are they going to do, Bernie? You know, first of all, you're right. I have heard that Hoke was told either resign or you're fired. Second thing I want to say, and this throws USD into the mix, if, oh, if we'll anybody out there wants to get a great job writing current fiction, get a job in the news, um, the PR departments at either SDSU right. or USD and write these press releases about so-and-so retiring or yeah. so-and-so deciding to move on. USD, that fucking uh, McGillis has decided to pursue other opportunities. Yeah. Now, granted, a lot of that, you're right, they want to protect their ass, so they, they write these things, the lawyers... Have lawyered them up because they want to protect their financial interests, but especially USD, uh, supposed the little Catholic university on the hill. Yeah. Uh, zero accountability, Terrible. zero transparency, and they've got a long list of scandals yeah. going on that is really stunning, and there's a lot of the same people still there. And I will say real quick, because I, nothing against Kirk, I like Kirk, but right. I mean, it, dude, could you write a more uninspired fucking list? But Kudos to Bryce Miller, who fucking stayed on USD and kept saying, you have to fucking be there. You have to be there. There has to be something because USD was doing everything they could to bury that story. And they continued to be an embarrassment in the way they address it. Fuck, man, as a parent, I got you got kids in college. Dave, your son, college. I got kids two years away. They're not heading to USD. Holy no. fuck, they can barely pass PE. But the <laughs> fact that you got kids going to that school and you trust him as a parent. Fuck the Toreros, man. Anybody that went to USD, you should be ashamed that that's what you call an alumni, the way they're handling this. What a fucking joke. Oh, yeah. They, uh, it, it really, it's mind-boggling. Can you imagine being the what, parent getting that phone call oh, from I, these kids? If that actually, yeah. I get it. Everybody gets their day in court. And I, get, I mean, we, we learned with Matt Ariza. Yeah. We got to let these fucking things play out. I get all that. Right, and apparently, I haven't seen the lawsuit. I need to get caught up in that, but apparently there's some really sick stuff that not even my fraternity would do, and yeah. we had a goat Correct. <laughs> in the house during initiation. A goat? A goat, yeah. Yeah. But um, there's apparently a lot of stuff spelled out. that It's like, who thinks up this stuff? And, you know, the whole Catholic thing's a joke anyway. It's just uh, whatever. It's affiliated with the Catholic Church. Um but it certainly is not living up to its mission statement out there. But going back to the Aztecs, again, fiction, um, Brady Hoke's retiring, or Brady Hoke is being yeah. forced out, but they don't have the balls to say it. And they, pro yeah, they want to figure out how they, what is he going to get out of there with. Right. Um, guys just done, he had three years on his contract. And Dave, I wanted to bring uh, the baseball coach into yeah. it too. 
What, what's uh, Mark Martinez? Mark Martinez. All of a sudden, he retires at age sixty-one. Why? Eighteen, with a kid not, on eighteen it. years isn't a round number. Yeah, I guess not. Um, but but you know what? What is it with these guys out there? And it's like, hey, look, uh, who's writing these press releases and who's who's pushing them out the door? Well, that, I mean, that's it. Right now, the basketball program is the only thing that you can hang your head on. Right? Absolutely. I mean, the the, the 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 baseball program is a whole other story. Is as, as far as I mean, as as you know, there's so many people that have. Played for me, played for the Bears that have gone over to San Diego State. That's the school I went to. I want to see them do well. Uh, the Mark Martinez thing, unfortunately, didn't surprise me. As you said, his son that was a freshman last mm-hmm. year. And the the story is that here's a freshman player that came from Saints. A bunch of his buddies from Saints went there too. Didn't have the numbers yet. I've never seen daddy ball in college. And yet he's playing his kid starting at shortstop when he's hitting one something. And eventually that caught up to him. And you can't sit there and play daddy ball in any organization. doesn't work in Little League. Parents will turn on you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work at a major university like San Diego State. And as and much as I like Mark Martinez as a person, it, he he fell in love with this kid more than the yeah. team. And so he was more fired than retired, right? 100%. Because I, I was the joking pr- around about, about the 18 being a round number. Yeah, if he was okay, going to retire, yeah. he would have retired at 20 years. Right. Yeah. Well, that's kid to graduate I, instead of leaving after his kid's freshman year. Yeah, and that's why it would be really nice for people. These public, well, higher education institutions, it would be nice if they could be honest. Yeah. The USD gets a, tries to get away with it because uh, they're a private. And I used to bust Kai Snyder's balls, the old AD, trying to get contract figures. And he goes, you know, we don't give out those figures. I said, Kai, I went to Mass on Sunday, dropped a few bucks yeah. into the collection basket, did the Catholic thing. So tell me what the figure, you know, just busting his chops. Right. But they can get away with it. But shame on San Diego State for if a guy gets fired, just – you know, try right. try to be honest within the framework of what the lawyers are telling you, too. And yeah. I go back to that press conference uh, the week before the Arizona game that opened Snapdragon days after the Ariza was sued and that whole fiasco. And um, the PR guy said, oh, we're, we're only going to – they had Hoke and J.D. Wicker. Yeah. And they, and they walked guys, out. Yeah, well, yeah, and the guy said, we're, we're, they're only going to take questions about the football game. We said, like hell there. Yeah. Like hell. And, and it's like, so boom, Hacksaw, Hacksaw jumps him. I jump and Bryce Miller. And they get up and walk out. And it's like, that's the worst. So, of course, of course. we tweet about it. And that, you have to call them on it. But the, the thing that. And then they shuffled back in. They right? show, yeah, very. They, you know, to Wicker's credit, he he should have known better. But he went into the next room and apparently called the other side of campus, as they call it, um, and said, "What do I do? I can't. We can't just leave it like this. We're getting crushed, and they deserve to get crushed." But the thing that got me is there is somebody over on the academic side, arrogant as hell, thinking we've we've got a bunch of you know media yeah. that we can control the san diego soft media we're yeah we're gonna shove them around it's like like hell you aren't right um and i thought one or both of them was gonna cry I'm, hope tried to stare me down and i was staring right back <laughs> like, don't pull that shit on me bitch you might have about a hundred pounds on me but don't pull that Dude, shit. the idea that those two dumb fucks can't act on their feet right right <clears throat> You can sit there and ask me anything you want about Matt Arisa. And all I'm going to say is, ask me a question, Bert. I'm going to be J.D. Wicker right now. We'll play the game. Right what, what and when did you know about Matt Arisa and his legal issues? You know what, Bernie? I'm going to tell you every part of it as soon as I can. But right now, I can't. You can understand. Let me ask you this, Bernie, as a parent. 
whether your child was on either side of the story, you would want the story to play out. Oh, absolutely. And that's what we're going to allow it to oh, do. Okay, so, I'm sorry. So you're, no, I'm just play saying, acting. I'm yes. playing J.D. Yeah. Wicker. Okay. So, but, Bernie, I get it. And listen, we're finding this out kind of live in live time. And a lot of these stories play out. Things are said. You guys know it. You're in the media. A lot of things are said. They don't turn out to be right. So our team, Matt's team, the other teams are going to work this out. We're going to find it, and we'll ultimately decide what it is. But as of today, knowing the answer that I would like to give, knowing what I've heard, but knowing whether or not that's right or wrong, I'm not comfortable giving it. And I hope you understand, out of respect to all the parties involved, that I'm just not comfortable giving a full answer until I actually have the full answer. That's exactly how it should have been. Right, and then he's I- a fucking moron. <laughs> And then we would have He's said, embarrassing the JD initials. Fuck that guy. <laughs> He's a fucking those are his suit. Yeah, but those are his first two initials. Those are your first and third. I have no idea what yeah. your middle name is. Paul, though. after oh, my dad. Okay, um, a good Catholic <laughs> name. But then the second question would have been a yeah. hack. Hacksaw was the one who asked oh, this. Oh, bring it on. I'll, I'll bring, fucking take oh, his it, lunch we, money. Do, like we have, this was a murderer's. Hey, Bubba. Hey, Bubba. Hey, Bubba. Hey, this was a murderer's row of old school journos. And there. a kid from Iowa? You yeah. think I'm worried about him? Bryce Miller bring throws haymakers. So, Hacksaw then, and you play act this. Okay. What is the team policy for players remaining eligible if they are under suspicion or being investigated for a legal matter? Right now, I would take. Uh, so, I'm going to. Okay. Right now, we think it's the best interest of all parties for Matt to be away from the team. Now, I don't know what actual right, state of course, policy that, that, the, the, This but, was after he'd already gone, but yeah. saw, it was a generic question, Yeah, that, but they couldn't handle it because they weren't prepared. You know, I hope smart people in this otherwise cul-de-sac town yeah. listen to this show and are in the crisis communications business. Yeah. yeah. Because San Diego State desperately needs somebody over on the other side of campus, yeah. as they say, yeah. in the athletic I would department, say, who is smart, has crisis communication skills in dealing with sports, academics. Right. I mean, you say there are things, things that are bigger than the game of just, football. Yeah, you got to prep these people before. We, we Dude, might not have a bunch Michigan, of... Yeah. For fuck's sake, Brady. God. Dream job, bro. Yeah. But you can't send your guys over there and say, well, we're going to tell the media not to ask questions. That's not how it Mike works. Mike May? Yeah, Mike. Well, Mike uh, I wouldn't let Mike May tell me what sandwich to order. Actually, you think well, I'm going to fucking take well, direction and the funny thing guy? is, Mike May, was al- Mike May was already gone. It was poor Jamie McConaughey. Well, that's a fucking nice guy. Can't He's a great guy, but, but I'm not just, taking any fucking but, orders from but him it's either. Just the Sit down, Jamie. Sit down, boys. But it's just the arrogance. Uh, <laughs> These fucking guys are clowns. Hey, San Diego State has this lethal mix. But somebody of, told Jamie to say that. That's oh, funny. absolutely. Mike May. Mike May might have texted. Mike would think he yeah. get it. Oh, oh yeah. Hey. Yeah. I know. We learned from Shut TJ up. Simers where it's like, don't ask coach. Say, hey, coach. You know, yeah. very first question hey, has hey. to be what they don't want to be asked. You have to. You it's what we said about Seidler. There's, there's, they owe it to this community. Did a fucking rape happen on this campus? What do you know? Don't act up there like you're all fucking high and mighty. Right. And the other thing is, you're if not you, the United Nations, you're fuck. You can't get in the Pac-12. Right. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> or the Big Sky. They don't want you either. Dude, for Christ's sake, but guys, you know, and, and a lot of stuff came out after the fact that there were parents concerned. Was there a rapist on the loose? 
in Correct. the college area. Are, what do are, we know? Are our daughters safe on that campus? Right. Are our daughters safe on... I, I'm not sure what the Greek row system is there because it, it seems to be scattered about, but are, you know, if I had a daughter going to SDSU, I would want to know from the campus and the city police, is my daughter safe? Can she... So is my, she safe there? My kids live in La Mesa. For... I'm over in PB. For the last five years while I've been out of that house, we do the same routine. I pick them up. They're down at the end of El Cajon Boulevard. It's very easy to just drop down and I can catch the eight, but we don't. We come El Cajon Boulevard because if you drive El Cajon Boulevard from about 75th down to college, it was just kind of an electricity. It's not what it was 30 years ago. It's just kind of a different vibe. It's the old school bars burn. It's the Chico. Chico. It's a bunch of those mm-hmm. different things. And then we swing down because you don't really want to go past college because then you get into that Rolando area. And that's not really where you want to be. So you swing down college. You kind of go down. You get the college campus vibe. And then we get on the 8 right by Vieja Serena. And I say this because you just said something. When you come down college and you go into that whole new area that's been built up, just kind of whatever that would be, just east of Arena, right? Where they Mm -hmm. put the Broken Yoke and they put the Starbucks, but the old Shed Taco Place are still there. As you go through there, whether my kids are driving it on a Wednesday night or a Friday night or a Saturday night, there are college kids that are through there. But you know what you see a lot? You might see a group of buddies hanging out you might see guys and girls hanging out but a lot of different times you'll see groups of five or six college-age girls whether they're freshmen sophomore senior doesn't matter and they're either going to the starbucks maybe they're going to 7-eleven or maybe they're going to that little taco shop you're absolutely right to question that leadership group and the fact that they're so fucking gutless that they don't get up there and say hey we got this we got this under control and we're doing it to protect this campus and protect our students. And we're going to figure it out. Ask us anything you want. We'll tell you. Dude, I, I wrote, there's no more useless fucking thing in the world than a press conference after any major disaster, right? And, and unfortunately, we see them a lot. When you see a mass shooting, whether it was in Maine or Orange County, anywhere else. Hey, uh, what do you know at this point? Well, they always say, well, it's an active investigation. And right now we right. can't answer it. Yeah. Oh, this is fucking great. I'm glad it came out here. Yeah. But the camera guy out here. Yeah, thanks. Let's go to Dave. Uh, how many suspects do you think you have? You know, Dave, it's a great question. Love to love the story you did last night on on Bernie's cat. Uh, it's an, <laughs> it's an, it, it, they all say the same shit. It's an active investigation. And the fact that Wicker and Hoke combined are like fucking Otis and, and Barney Fife. And then they walk out. Yeah, so and, gutless. Get oh, the fuck totally. Out of here. And they, the, the university president should have been at that newser. Right. Yeah, they had exactly. to have anticipated that. And where's but, the head of campus police? He yeah, probably makes twenty one thousand a year. But so oh, what? Exactly. Bring him out and roll him out yeah. and let him play. But that's fucking just, Brian Dennehy. There you go. That's just how arrogant they are up there. They arrogant thought they and could, ignorant. Ex, this ex, fucking and that's, city. That's a lethal combo. And then the, for the way the president completely botched the attempted. Exit from the Mountain West. Very could impressive. Could have cost that school what forty k, thirty seven k. This guy's the because she was she embarrassed she, him. She she so had no idea me. what she was doing, and that's where they need somebody on to use their phrase the other side of campus 
who understands dealing with the outside world instead of their tight little somebody once describes the San as the big San Diego state machine. What? And it's like you're not a big machine and it's like you have no they but did that force per, the NFL out. Yeah, they that's true, but don't forget you can expand Snapdragon Stadium to 55,000. <laughs> um but you know the president had four major snafus in that thing. A lot. And it's like you don't commit stuff to email or letters. And apparently yeah. she was telling people in Hawaii, bye-bye. You wow. know? And it's like, what the hell's going on? Wow. They That's they amazing. just, you know, they dodged a big one because, you know, they could have uh, bolted, been on the hook for whatever the double the fee was, gotten hung in the ether for a month and then watched the Pac-12 disintegrate they, Dave, who do they get in there you're a college football guy i mean i i got people going I, go get cliff kingsbury he's not going there why he's, would cliff, he's not going to the city conference here. there's a better chance of cliff, cliff kingsbury going to texas a&m yeah that's yeah. i mean honestly is chip which, kelly getting fired yeah chip uh, that's Kelly's what it sounds fired. like yeah he's uh seriously though why would why would will. kingsbury come to this conference i loved yeah. your line about jimbo yeah. Oh, yeah, that was classic. That's good. <laughs> He's not doing anything. $76 million buyout. Let him pay off Brady Hoke and, and right. coach college football. And fucking buyout fucking, uh, who else? Cronenworth. <laughs> uh, it's really tiring and just wearying dealing with this shit. It, yeah. It really is because it just... You know, I was tossing a bunch of files I a couple weeks were. ago trying to downsize. <laughs> yeah, I'm tossing something else, too. <laughs> um, but, you know, the day that Rocky Long announced his retirement, the story was he recommended his good friend Brady Hoke. Sure he did. Um, fall, um, replace him. And it's like, so, of course, J.D. took the path of least resistance. Right. Instead of doing a we're going to do a national search at least look around a little bit and say do you really want a guy who got fired from his dream job he's the right. second time through as a defensive guy you need offense right who fucked you and, over and just and left so, boom same press conference hey rob bye rocky hello brady a yeah. typical san diego state and it's like they really do need to nail this one big time yeah um, but yes, to answer your question, it sounds like Chip Kelly is going to get fired and probably will not get a second chance to walk away from the Holiday Bowl like he did oh, yeah. a couple of years ago. Good job, Chip. <laughs> Meathead. Yeah. And I say that as the son of a UCLA graduate. Yeah. You know, he sat there the day before that Holiday Bowl and said, if, like, you know, typical coach bullshit, if we have 11 players suited up, we'll play the game. Sure. Or something like that. Sure. And then five hours before kickoff, Apparently, the North Carolina state managers were heading down to cook up some pregame hot dogs or something, and they saw the UCLA managers packing up the gear. Fuck. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Oh, we're, we're not playing. I mean, that talk. Yeah. And then UCLA, again, a statement. Nobody wanted to go, you know, on the, on the record with an actual live interview issuing this bullshit. Uh, yeah, I can almost still remember the wording. We The abundance of caution – is our North Star guiding our student athletes? It's like oh. go fuck yourself. Here, I, I mean, get, it, 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 no, you're absolutely right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, yeah. here you go. So as far as you said, offensive coach for San Diego State couldn't agree with you more. The guy they got to bring in because they don't have a quarterback. Bring Tyler Buckner back here, the Alabama mm -hmm. guy that that things didn't work out at Notre Dame or Alabama. Bishop's kid, yeah, transferred to Helix, didn't get a chance right. to play because of the pandemic. But you need a quarterback. 
The, for some you, reason, San Diego State avoids these these stars in San Diego and lets them go other places. Yeah. You know, shit. I mean, it's amazing how great Fred Warner is in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking people don't realize the guy's a San Diego right. guy. Like, yeah. how do you miss these guys over and over again? We see this all the time. Fuck, you need a quarterback you know, to start. You can't make your safety a quarterback and expect to have success. Remember the the hire the or the search process that netted them? I think it was Chuck Long. They nah. go they go out and get Jesus one of these Christ. search gurus. For Which they're doing again. Much. Well, they should hire Palais. He probably, he probably knows more. They should about, hire Josh Palais. They should hire yeah, they Josh Palais. Did, did SDSU make a run at Josh? Boy, that's either, real. You, either dude, sport, you want to hear, you want hear something really funny? I would love to hear something yeah. funny. Well, baseball, Tony offered him. But you know what's funny with that is Tony and I were friends, and I was like, shit, what if Josh doesn't play? It would ruin my friendship with Tony. So we chose Josh to go play baseball somewhere else. Then when Josh went to football, he put a call into San Diego State, and they had no interest. So he was Josh was good enough for Florida, TCU, Utah, and Alabama. And he was in North Carolina's office before he went to, to Alabama. So he's mm-hmm. good enough for those schools, but he wasn't good enough for San Diego State. That's insane. And how many other times has something like that happened with a San Diego yeah. kid? Oh, yeah. A lot. Right? In, in both sports, but more so football. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and literally, he would have gone there. He, yeah. he would have gone to San Diego State mm-hmm. and played. But again, those other schools, for some but reason, seriously, like you should call JD. I can give you his number, and you could recommend quarterbacks. He's hyperventilating right now. Oh, you know he, he is. He doesn't know what the fuck he's going to you know, do. Between those, those dickheads <laughs> and Soccer City, I'm, I think it's that. I think that ground over there where Snapdragon is. Man, that, that ground is jinx. Because the douchebags that ran Soccer City were the most arrogant fuckheads with Faulkner when they came in after the NFL. And they thought right. they had that thing in their palm of their hand. And then the old school San Diego State guys said, shut the fuck up, we're taking it. But now you look at Wicker and the guys at San Diego State and the pricing on that place and what they've done. And, dude, that is a dead fish in a barrel Two years fucking in. Oh my god! And you know what is dead? You know what's funny is women's soccer routinely outdraws. It was a good time, to, and, and and those that's a lively atmosphere. That's a fun I time. I went to one wave game because I had to do a story on Alex Morgan before the World Cup. Yeah, and the people are into it. And then that Wrexham. Yeah, um, man, yeah. you man, I really love that. Welcome to Rex. It's a great oh, show. Oh my god, it's awesome. And I'm not a soccer guy. Neither am I. But, but it is great. really well done. And you got to love Super Paul Mullen. Yeah, and their coach drops more. F-bombs Dave, are you watching than, that show? Yeah, I know exactly. it's a great show. Phil Par- Parkinson, their manager, he drops yeah. more f bombs. Dude, than, he's great. He looks I like do. Gordon Elliott. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, when you have soccer likable owners yeah when you have soccer outdrawing and outperforming the college football yeah. team that that stadium was built for they they yeah. really need a deep analysis on how to pull their heads 100 big time all right dave i'm going to involve you in this too because it's kind of the end of these shows burn we do five questions so i just got a couple for you dave i'll let you i'll let you jump in in this too burn you've been covering sports in this town how long since 1991. Okay, 91. That's a long time. Dave, do the math. You're a state graduate. 33 years. Well, <laughs> yeah. 32 years, 33 seasons. Attaboy. That's why I'm proud of you. Way to put that state college. There you uh, go. All right. I'm going to ask you this. In your time here. <laughs> Is this going to be me getting harassed in a locker room no. because of Bernie was there? No, okay. no. We, we tell those that. These are, these are cool. I want Bernie <laughs> to share these. Since 91, tell me the guy that you covered that you were around. Maybe people know him. Maybe they don't. Who's your most underrated guy 
that you covered in San Diego sports. Oh, the man. guy that you look back and you go, this fucking guy. You know, I'm going to say Chris Dealman. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a great call, dude. Just, that is a great call. Dealman, the first sight I got of him when he was a rookie, he had this long, scraggly hair, yeah. this crazy-ass look in his eye. Was he but, playing D-line? Yeah, too, he was on the D-line, this hick from the Midwest. And he would have been perfect out here in the garage with you guys carving up bodies like Dude. in that one episode of Walking Dead where they're yeah. carving up. Fuck, put an apron on Dealman, give him. He, but he turned out to be one of the nicest guys. And you could talk to him about anything. Right. Not, we talked more about, uh, same, same with Nick Hardwick. And, yeah. you know, um, uh, Dealman was pals with, he liked baseball. He was pals yeah. with Giles. And uh, I, I, I told him once that, David Wells liked to tell Mets fans when he was with the Yankees to eat a bowl of dick. That was his comeback when Mets yeah. fans were giving him the rhubarb, the huzzah, whatever, and yeah. Wells would tell him to eat a bowl of dick. And so that, every time Dion and I saw each other out there, he'd say, hey, eat a bowl of dick. In fact, we'd be out there watching yeah. Kicking and Stretching, the only 20 yeah. minutes of practice that you could watch, and Dion would go, hey, Eat a bowl of dick, <laughs> and so that's that's he, that's my kind of guy. And and, and you know we've not that we've kept in touch, but we see we see each other every once. So he's just a great guy, uh, a guy who's no longer in this community for whatever reason that you miss having the ability to cover. Hmm. Could be alive or dead. God, that's a good one. Um, you know, I'm going to say Jerry Coleman, not uh, that we covered him, right, but, but just, just his presence. There. You know, I didn't know for years that of his war experience. Yeah. I just never, I'm not big on reading media guides unless. He didn't give a fuck either. He did and that's the whole thing <laughs> Dude, about. He the, was a badass. That's the whole thing about that generation. They didn't, they didn't talk about it because no. they didn't really want. My dad and uncle were the same way. They were both in World War II. They never, mm. when they talked, it was always if somebody asked, or if a friend of theirs who had been in the war recently died. Yeah. But they just never talked about it. But you see Colonel Coleman cruising around, and you just go, God damn, that guy fought in two wars. He did yeah. more in one day than the three of us will do in ten lifetimes. Right. But I, I just remember one day, he, he wasn't always in the booth for every inning toward the yeah, end of his come career. He'd come hang out in the press box. One day, he was sitting in the second row with a shitty and grin on his face. He'd spilled coffee all Again, over his score sheet. Of course. Sheet, all all over time. his fucking score sheet. Fucking spill it on. <laughs> and I said, Jerry, is there anything I could do for you? And he goes, nope. Got it all under control. <laughs> but it was yeah. just, here's a, here's a war hero, a former World Series, a, a Yankee hero, star, whatever you want right. to call it. So I'll call him Hall a hero. Famer. Hall of Famer. 100%. And he spilled coffee all over his score sheet. And who hasn't? But he would. That's very relatable to a, a what do they call us? The ink stained wretches. Yeah. Just very relatable. I miss that guy. I really yeah. do. He they, threatened to beat me up once, and then the next Kurt day, did? and then he bought me lunch. Yeah. Wow. What, he felt bad. Said what, he had the red ass. What stupid thing did you do? Yeah, he's a fucking. He's <laughs> dead. It's just, such a long. But story. I know. I was thinking about that. You know, yesterday on all the obits I've written, I really do miss him. I'll tell you mine, Dave. Is is. Uh, Boach would be an easy answer because yeah. it was so much fun just sitting down there. But the guy that I genuinely miss the most is KT. Yeah, because KT was just he, dude. He was the funniest fucking guy, and he, dude, like people see him and you heard him on the shows. And Burn, you'll appreciate this. He, the nicest guy, a quick laugh, the whole thing. 
holy fuck, KT could have been an NHL enforcer because he went from zero to fucking 60 faster than anybody I've ever seen. And I tell this story all the time, but you'll appreciate this. I don't know if you and I have talked about it, but I tell it here a lot. So when Dave and I started, we started in 98 and we started by doing the pre, pre, pregame show. Like we were on at two o'clock and we were in the football press box and we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And Trevor would come out, shut up. <laughs> He'd chuck baseballs. Him and Doug Bachter would chuck baseballs into our booth and we're ducking yeah. and voiding. But then we would be done and then we would be the postgame show after Bob did his thing. Then we would do postgame Padre Talk. And if you remember the, the way shit was set up, it was like Jerry and then Dave. We were right next to them, right? Yeah. To the left. So I'd go down and, you know, we'd have our game notes and get fucking media guides. And I don't know. I don't think we really kept score, but we'd have the, the one page and you'd get everything lined up. Maybe get a drink or whatever. And you're sitting there and you're following the game and you're fucking scared shitless because I grew up in this town. You got to do Padre talk and it's a good team. And pods would fall behind like four to one in the fourth inning against like the Pirates, Bob Walk. And he'd fucking hear at the top of the booth. And it was fucking Kevin. Because he was so superstitious that if they were losing in his booth, hey, 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 get the fuck out of here. And I go, what? Hey, come on, let's go. Get the fuck out of here. And I go, Kevin, the whole fucking football press box, Dave and I tell him, the whole football side's wide open. Where are you going to be comfortable over there? Fuck. So, like Dave said, so we'd have to fucking pack up. And uh, Jake had just been born, right? Yeah. Because there were nights Dave would come home. Because I feel like there were a lot of yeah. nights when it was just me. And uh, I'd have to pack all my shit. Come on, let's go. Fuck. Uh, so I'd go down and, and put it in. And then about, you know, four innings later, hey, I'm sorry about that. I'm like, you're not. <laughs> you're not fucking sorry about it. Hey, you coming out Sunday? Yeah, I got to come out every Sunday. Hey, come to the booth. So then it would be Kevin, Freddie Yulman up front. Fuger. Yeah, me. And they'd get like Rubio's. And you'd just sit there. And then Theo would come in. Like four innings later after a rough night in PB. Anybody need fish tacos? No, we just fucking ate. And uh, But just the relationship. Dave, who was it? He had tried to make a trade. With the general manager, Kansas City? Yeah, it was. It was Kansas City. He tried to make a deal with Kansas City. And so he comes out, and Dave and I, again, are right in that same area. You remember where oh, the yeah. broadcast yeah. was, where that hallway. Mm-hmm. And he comes out, and he sees me and Dave, and he goes, remember, he was all fired up. He had a big dip in. Was that Drayton Moore? Yeah, it was. It was something Drayton. I think you're right. I think you're Drayton right. Drayton Moore, I think, is the yeah. GM. Hey, let me ask you guys one fucking favor. We're like, okay. Dave, I'm like 30. Dave's like 26. He's a fucking GM of the team. If I ever start talking, I'm going to make a deal with Drayton Moore. Hit me in the fucking face with a shovel. We go, what? This fucking guy that Kevin tells us, you know, can't do anything now. So Kevin and Drayton Moore are trying to make a trade. Kevin's, Kevin's running everything by Larry. Larry was still involved on all that shit, even though Kevin had done a pretty good job. And Dave, if you remember, they're going back and forth, back and forth. I can't even remember who the players were. They get it figured out. Kevin goes, all right, let me go run by Larry, because I think pods were taking on payroll. 
Yeah, okay, okay, great. He runs, he runs it by Larry. Larry doesn't like it. Kevin says, hey, this is pretty good. I think this is why we're going to do it. Larry still doesn't like it. Kev makes his run again. Larry signs off on it, comes back, calls Drayton Moore, Drayton goes, ah, Kev, I can't do it. And fucking <laughs> Kevin loses his shit. But, I mean, Bernie, I, did you have, a, you have a favorite Kevin Towers story? Um, not really. It's just, uh, I probably do, but it's just not come. But he was yeah. just, again, he was a great guy and he was great to cover. He, 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 he told us, look, I'm never going to lie to you. Right. He would be honest as the day is long. And you ask him a question and he was going to answer it. Yeah. He would fork over salary information when they right. sign guys. And cause we all knew the code, right? You exactly. knew what you could. And he knew do. that we were going to get it somehow. And it might as well be from him. Yeah, And there was only one time he couldn't help me. It was there making a deal with the Yankees. And he said, Bern, I'm sorry. I I cannot help you with this one because if it gets out, they'll know that it came from me. I'm sorry. And, it was, and I said, I, I can totally respect that. Yeah. But actually, my favorite one, I remember when he had to testify before Congress. And he had, he had this habit of wiping his during oh, the stairway God, thing. Yeah. And I think Boach was still there. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah and Boach was, this was during spring training, and Boach goes, yeah, watch uh, watch KT. He's going to be rubbing his face because he gets nervous, and he'd rub his face. And sure enough, Boach is on TV the, testifying about steroids and rubbing his face, just like Boach <laughs> said he was. Man, those the things those guys had to have uh, talked yeah. about, I mean, it would have been unbelievable to hear just Dave, who's your guy? Okay, yeah. okay. I have four it's funny four like no name things that you know people go what the hell do you remember Eddie Williams yeah absolutely yeah. Eddie Williams every day would tell me dude I'm getting released I'm getting released and I was like you're getting released relax like, you're doing great and he was doing pretty good and I go you're a hometown hero like, you're not yeah. going anywhere every day I'm getting released so one day I just fucked around with this dude I hear you're getting released today <laughs> what the fuck and he starts like making a uh, making a run to the manager's office, and I'm like, "Dude, calm down. I'm fucking with you. Why would you do that?" I go, "Cause you tell me every day you're getting released. I'm just fucking with you." Dude, he lost his shit. Dude, he lucky to kill me. Beat yeah, you, no said dude. He would. Uh, Chris Gwynn, when and I loved when Chris was here. I, I think I was the only one that talked to him, you know. And then he ended up with that huge hit in '96. Oh. But he was here for one year, and he was telling me when he was released from the, from the Kansas City Royals that he was all bummed out. That he's like, "I just got cut from the Royals." He goes, what happened? I was a star at San Diego State. He goes, I was a USA Olympic player in 84. He goes, I can't believe I'm out of a job in baseball. He goes, I'm sitting on the plane going, my life's just upside down. And this guy walks down the aisle and goes, hey, man, we play th softball on Thursday nights. If you want to join the team, <laughs> oh, I, think we, I think we can find you a spot. He goes, shut, he goes, shut the fuck up. I'm a major leaguer. I'm not playing softball with you, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he just lost his shit. He said on the airplane, made me laugh. Um and fucking uh, Bip Roberts, when he was back a second turn with the pods on a Saturday night, got drilled against the Reds. And on Sunday morning, like 10 in the morning, I go, dude, I go, that guy drilled you on purpose. You think so? I thought so. And I go, 100% fucking drilled you on purpose. <laughs> dude, he didn't even wait for another question. Dead sprint from the Padres dugout into the Reds dugout to fight at 10 in the morning. And I was like, holy shit, I said the wrong thing. Again. Dude, yeah, lost his fucking mind, dude, to fucking fight like whoever it was on the Reds that was over there. Bip was like 5'7". Yeah. Leon Bip Roberts. Yeah. He was a nutcase, Dude. He was absolutely insane. And the, the craziest one that I can think of, remember Andahar Cedeno? He passed yeah. away. Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, you know, we'd be in the dugout for Bob Chandler to get the post-game guests. And so game's going extra inning Saturday night. He just walks all the way down to where I'm standing. Hey, man, where do I go to fuck chicks in this town? 
And I'm like, we're in the middle of a game. Like, dude, I think we're like in the yeah. 12th inning. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't fucking know. I got engaged at 19. And Ricky Henderson's like, dude, I'll help you out. And I'm like, oh, shit. The fucking yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was just like crazy shit that you see all the time. Something stupid all the time oh. that you just never gets out or you talk about. Uh, anybody that you would oh, deem overrated that was a phony or do you want to just say who's the one guy that was just the biggest prick dang that's a tough one i've dealt with plenty of pricks on yeah. other teams yeah but i and i i'm sure there is one here um but I, I just can't think of one. I mean, there were plenty of pricks who weren't here long term. Maybe one season, yeah, two seasons, and you knew they were a prick, but they were out yeah. of here. But I don't recall one who was like here for an extended length of time. Were you always jaded? Was there ever a part of you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I, I yes, I was. Um, <laughs> not jaded. Like a Larry King question, right? Yeah, was. Were you always jaded? Have you ever screwed your cocker spaniel? Is that what you <laughs> Right. Um, I don't no. have a cocker spaniel, but uh, you know, it, it only took a handful of years of covering this town before you get very jaded. Yeah. And dealing with assholes like the Chargers who expected you to kiss their ass all the time. See, I thought you were going to say Dean. Uh, no, not just Dean, it's just the, the whole attitude of Institutional arrogance, uh, or the term that they used to use on, you know, organizational decision yeah. um, on why they, they moved us from the press room at uh, murphy um, canyon right, right behind the desk yeah into a trailer yeah. and it's like what was that butler uh, cabin yeah but the butler cabin yeah very good um uh, it was an organizational decision or they'd say we were you know they jay paris got cut off from or uh, aj smith cut off jay paris of the north county times permanently because of something he didn't like in a freelance story he wrote for the USA Weekly. And that, that merely liberated Jay to just crush the guy, including coming up with the Lord of No Rings yeah, moniker. And then Mike the Silver fun. was at Sports Illustrated at the time. Yeah. Picked that up. And boom, it, it just went thermonuclear. And uh, Smith was toast after that. Oh, my God. But, you know, you don't need... Why do these people need to be that that way? So God. maybe then, uh, maybe I guess it would be A.J. Smith. I, I just answered the question. Yeah. Um, he was he was great when he was the assistant. He know? was. We had but him on all the time. Then, you know, he's the kind of... His boss dies. That's how he gets promoted. Yeah. And then he just turned into a major jerk. And it's like, why? You don't have any rings. Yeah. Um, you know, we used to screw with him. You know, they kept us in the cabin during practice, and then yeah. we'd get to come up to interview the heroes after practice. And AJ <laughs> would be up on that balcony on the second floor, and you know, he'd yeah. he'd have one foot on the railing like yeah. some kind MacArthur. of MacArthur, yeah, MacArthur, and um, <laughs> we called him the Hawk. Oh. You know, because he'd be up yeah. there like a hawk, and he'd have these Bono-like sunglasses yeah. with blue lenses and these shoes with no backs. I mean, he tried to be this fashionable dude. Right. When you, dude, you're the GM of the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> yeah, right? Just wear a sweatsuit. And <laughs> yeah, dress like fine. Mark Davis, your boy. Yeah. And so he'd be up there with these poses and shit, and we'd walk just far enough under the overhang where yeah. he couldn't he could barely see us hey jay how you doing and he'd have to crane oh, no. over to say hey, burn jay and he really hated the fact that we would dare talk to him yeah. again it's like what i said to Seidler. he didn't have any bobos but aj did not expect any of us to talk to him oh, like fuck. that and, and uh, but we messed with him every day we would do that That's we'd hilarious. walk just 
far enough under where he had to and they say, hey, Jay, how you doing? And then we'd sort of dip in so that he'd have to crane <laughs> over. And we called him the like Lord grade. the Lord of No Rings. And um, who was, Billy Volick heard that one day. Yeah. Uh, Jay Paris and I were talking, and Volick and Rivers were walking to the locker room. And Volick goes, you call him that? Well, and yeah. Jay said, well, yeah, why shouldn't? Why shouldn't I? Yeah, I don't work for him. I don't work for him, and and it's like they were just dumb. But that's you know when when guys would get picked for the Pro Bowl, they'd send them down a little gift or something, and yeah. instead of putting like their their names on the envelope, like Philip Rivers or right. um, Antonio Gates, they have names. It would be a note from AJ. Really? Yeah. And it's like, are you shitting me? The, the guy was that arrogant? And it couldn't be Antonio Gates with a little thing. You've been yeah. selected to the Pro Bowl, and there's a little gift. It was We saw one day, because there was one on Gates's stool, and then one on Rivers, and a couple more down. Nope. A note from AJ. Oh, the Lord of No Rings. Jesus. So there, I just answered the question. Perfect. Very round. Dave, who's way. your most hated? Yeah. Tom Pagnazzi? <laughs> Dude, Pagnazzi, they're a bunch. Tony That's Fernandez. a long list. There is. Yeah. Uh, Joe Torre. Yeah. Joe Torre. Dude, let me tell you something. I 100% would have fucking made money off of Joe Torre. You assholes completely would fucking made great. with AP. What if Joe Torre just kicked He wouldn't. I, I was going to let him, though. You'd be working I, with I, Jim I, Alexander in the hoping, Empire. <laughs> I was hoping he'd punch me right in the fucking face. I, and, I, uh, and Kevin Scatterici worked for, Ventura, Kevin yes. worked for oh, Bernie. He would. Nolan, Nolan Ryan. Well, the thing fucking is. Fucking held Joe back. If, yeah, but then I would have had to have done a story about Dude, it would have been, yeah. been the greatest story you ever wrote. Oh, I'm sure it would have been. With your jaw wired and he shut. Got, and he got. He got fired by the Cardinals right after that. Yeah. And you didn't get a truck, did you? No, no. That's so why I said, dude, go ahead and punch me, Joe. I'll be driving a brand new truck. You'll be paying for it, asshole. And then he lost his shit, and Kevin Scatterici held him back. But I was like, dude, punch me. I'm like, I have no money, and I just got married. Who was the guy that broke your father-in-law's Fucking microphone? Jim Fergosi. Punched it and broke it. Did he really? Yeah. His father-in-law saying karaoke. He didn't know I stole it. He didn't know I stole my father-in-law. Can I have a microphone? Wow. new to the business. I need a mic, so I stole his, his karaoke mic. it out of your hands? Dude, I was oh. down on one knee sitting in that stupid chair because mm-hmm. everyone's crammed in that small room. Right. And he fucking just got disgusted and fucking one time that fucking Jesus. hurt really bad. Okay. <laughs> Decaf. This, hang on. Okay. So, so far he said Tom Pagnazzi, Joe Torrey. Glenn Allen Hill. Glenn Allen Hill was a Glenn Allen Hill. Glenn Glenn Allen Hill like all these guys. Did you ever have an athlete that you thought you were going to fight? None. No, well, um, Vince, uh, Vince Coleman, not that I was going to fight him, but he, man, he was a hothead. You ask it? him something and he didn't like I didn't, it. I, didn't I, I would always try to, you know, phrase, this was in a winning clubhouse and he lost right. his shit on me twice. Rocker lost his shit on me. The game he came back from his suspension. And Rocker's stupid. a big dude. He's, he's a very big. What'd you say to Rocker? I try. He he came. You remember he was activated in San Diego, and Harry Maker, Harry the Heckler. Yeah. Rocker comes walking out on the field for pregame, and Harry the Heckler yelled oh, at him something like, "Hey, where did you get your sheets ironed?" You oh, know, shit. meaning K- oh, you shit. know yeah. implication where you know you got your KKK yeah. gear with us. Today and and so Rocker walks out to the right right field and there's some Braves fans he is um, yucking it up with him. I we you know we had to do a story on his return and there was a bunch of us around and him and I tried to ease into it say what what's your sense on how you're being welcomed back you know Trey you're not a softball but just trying yeah. to ease the guy back into it and he just jumped my shit is that the best you got man he's a big boy 
Yeah. He's a big boy. He he lost his shit. Um, but, uh, and I probably could have used a new truck then yeah, too. See? <laughs> but but he, he didn't threaten to kick my ass. He just told me I was a stupid fucker. And it's like, tell me something I don't know. Yeah, right. Like, the funniest thing about Rocker was Rocker once said that Tony Gwynn guessed at a pitch. Oh, fuck. And, and that, that got relayed to Gwynn. And Gwynn said, that son of a bitch said <laughs> I guessed yeah. at a pitch? That, fu- that son of a bitch. Right? He, yeah. Gwynn lost Loved his it. shit. Oh. Yeah, he, he guessed Tony at a pitch. Got, Tony could get the red ass. Oh, his, yeah. his red ass could really. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. You wanted to stand a few feet back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was... Not immune, but God bless that man. Four o'clock every day, he was right? sitting in the dugout, ready for right. any Always. and all. You could set the atomic clock by t- to Tony Gwynn. Hundred yeah. percent. You could talk about anything, movies. Yep. Um, Love talking basketball. Oh yeah, hoops, um, NBA, yeah. college, baseball. Did we used to put him on ten ninety and his stories about how Junior Junior ruined the NBA? He told us for for, for senior because. Senior would go over, and Junior would have Tony's grandkids screaming at the TV about the refs. He goes, I just got to go home. Can't stand it over there. Both of them making all this racket at the referees. <laughs> when he done Tony Junior, who's like the nicest right, guy on yeah. the planet. And I, oh David and I told that to him. He goes, oh, yeah. I get pretty wound up about those Laker games. Uh, Burn, you're the greatest, bud. Absolutely. Hey, glad I finally got down here and saw that there wasn't anything terrible going on. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Night's still not early. Yet, yeah, what time? God, it's only 10 o'clock. Night's still early. I'll be back uh, back in East County before they close the checkpoints. But no, it was an honor and a privilege. Great to see you, buddy. Safe Great holidays. Too, Thanks, guys. Okay. Take care. Hey, once again, I want to thank Bernie Wilson for joining us. That was a lot of fun. That was... Uh, yeah. Not to to pat our, this show on the back, but I'll tell you, I think that was the most honest San Diego sports talk you're ever going to hear. Yeah, the benefit that we have that yeah. you can go uh, longer, yeah. don't have to shut down for traffic or Sid's carpet barn, <laughs> and uh, and you can go. Listen, I'm just going to say to everybody, I don't care what Coach says, you don't have any reason to be at that happy hour. It's a long drive to Lucadia. There's not any parking. Just hang out at home. Watch The Golden Bachelor and you'll be fine. Because Dave and I need to go. And we're going to find some information out. We'll bring it here to the show. But if you're nosing around, yeah, sitting there holding a fucking white claw, then we can't get anything done. So just stay home, okay? <laughs> Fuck. Let me tell this story real quick because you made a reference to it. Uh, my birthday was was Monday Happy night. Happy birthday. I appreciate it. It was a good time. You uh, and Mike Costa. So it was real simple. It was going to be just, hey, we're going to go out to dinner. My wife, my son, and his fiance and me. Okay. Where do you go to dinner? You know what? We're just going to, because we're in a hurry. Everybody had to work that day. So I'm like, we'll just go in and, in and out. Then we're going oh, to we'll go, okay. we'll go shoot over, go, go bowling. Because that was my idea to go bowling. I haven't bowled in years since basically when we beat Steve Hartman and Mike Costa's ass. Yes, J-Bowl with Ryan Lindley. Yes, with Ryan Lindley. So we go bowling. My wife signs up for like two hours. And then I'm like, two hours? Only four of us. Like, how many games are we going to throw? That's a lot. It's a lot. So we're on game three. Okay, that's not bad. Okay. And they come out with... Jack uh, and Kate can go through games. Yeah. Well, I think we're we're on pace for four. We didn't finish three. So um, they come out with like a a ice cream cookie thing, whatever. Blow out the candles. They say happy birthday to me. I do that. I joked around with Josh. I turned to him. I go, this is the last time I, I fucking wish for the Clippers to win the title. It never works. I never root for the fucking Clippers. This is no. fucking around. So I blow out the candles, grab the bowling ball. It's my turn. Fucking as I bowl, Jeff, you literally hear if it's loud like that. One one snap in my oh. ear. It sounded like a stick breaking. And I'm like, 
holy fuck, dude, you heard the snap. And then the pain in my shoulder was so ridiculous. And so uh, I turned to the left where Josh was and I go, dude, follow me. And um, I thought I dislocated my shoulder. So, yeah, so you I, told me. Did you ran out of there? I did. I said, run him to the, because I did the pain was so bad. I said, I need to pop my shoulder back in. And he's like, I've never done it before. Yeah. So I run in the bathroom, I do throw my shirt off. I'm like, all right, pop my shoulder. And he goes, there's nothing wrong with your shoulder. I go, Are you sure it's not in my ear? Like I thought my shoulder's way up yeah. in my ear. And he goes, dude, your shoulder's fine. And then I look down and I see a space between my shoulder and my elbow, basically. my oh. bicep. So I snapped my tendon that connects from the shoulder to the elbow. Oh, my God. And then I ruptured my right bicep at the same time. Bowling. Bowling. And so... Dude, Dude, can we get a little appreciation for what fucking Earl Anthony put himself through, Dave? I'm thinking Dave Jarecki. I'm going, I'm Dave Jarecki, motherfuckers. Dude, it hurt so motherfucking bad. But no, it was weird. I know you've had some serious injuries. Oh, yeah. Dude, it felt like there was a match on my skin. It got so hot all of a sudden. Like, I was like, why is it so fucking hot? Yeah. And... um, I'm looking, going to shit. So a buddy of mine's a doctor. We stopped by his house on the way home, and he's right away. He says it. He goes, "You snapped your tendon and you ruptured your bicep." So the, the looks like the, the future is I'm having surgery, obviously to repair it. But I think I'm without a right arm for over a year. Oh boy, dude, it fucking sucks, man. I mean, yeah. brushing your teeth, right? Oh yeah, Even, you gotta go all lefty. Jesus Christ, dude, insane. Come on. And, 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 <laughs> Jim Abbott made it work, okay? I don't want to hear anything. Dude, this morning, I'm, I walk in the kitchen, and my wife says, man, my back is, like, really sore from bowling. I was like, really? Can you, can you read the fucking room? I, I'm not going to have an arm for a fucking year. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, it'll be a year. I'm like, no, seriously, it's supposed to be a, a year process. I'll be in a oh. sling for four straight months. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a year process. Son of uh, a bitch. Yeah. Dave, what'd you throw? What it was, was it? It was a 16-pound uh, Raiders ball. And where's that ball now? I think it's over there somewhere. I'll find it for you. You can have it. I'll, I'll ne- take I, it. I'll never bowl again. Swear to God. Why would I ever try Dude, that again? There's nothing more tragic than yeah. a guy just having... <laughs> it's my chicks for doing the Charger show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> You've been bowled in 11 years. You come Jesus. out of retirement. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Dude, it's my I, arm. I'm wearing a sweatshirt now. You can't see. My arm looks like... Uh, a, a ball with a, in inside of a sock, like it just fell down. Uh, Everything collapsed on my right arm. And what's kind of sad about this? Yeah. If your wife, we're just been realistic. Yeah. Then, you know, let's just bowl for an hour for fuck's sake. <laughs> no shit, you're right. You'd be great right now. That's a good point. I'll be put that doing on her. You'd be doing jumping jacks, <laughs> feeling all good. <laughs> you even walk the dog. Dude, she, completely em- she completely emasculated you on your birthday. You these get, you these get. two asshole friends right next to us were yeah. so good at bowling and so out of shape. I'm like, yeah. how the fuck do these guys not get hurt? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm watching you these guys bowl back to back I did. I spin it. Yeah. That's what it was. Come I on. guarantee this is, it was the spin. You can't do that anymore. Son of a bitch. Why am I oh, never happy, doing it again? I'm retired. Happy birthday. God damn. Mike Schmidt. Too bad. You didn't even cry. Oh, I didn't cry. I didn't scream and I didn't cry. I was sleeping on that. It's all, dude, it hurts like hell right now. They didn't give me any pain medication. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's great. (laughs) Fuck. How nice. Let's just go get some fucking. uh... Thing is, I try to be a dick at the doctors because if you're nice, they they put everything off. So I'm like, I'm just going to go and start demanding shit because I just want the surgery now. So, how you doing today? Bad. That's why I'm fucking yeah. here. What do you think I'm here for? Can you see my arm? Yeah. Is this work related? Well, I'm not a professional bowler, so no. Yeah. I didn't get a refund either. Yeah. It's what, my birthday. What can I do for you? I go call all the king's horses and all the king's men. Yeah. How's that? Let's start there. How about we start taping me up? 
Here's the here's the line I dropped, which is so stupid because I never dance. I go, look, my kid's getting married in August. Oh, I gotta, yeah. I got to be able to raise the roof. Oh, boy. <laughs> I go, honest to God, though, I don't want to be in a sling in, in uh, pictures. I don't want to be, I don't have a sling tomorrow. I hey, want it done. All I know is I made the list. Yeah. You didn't make, dude, we cut out a lot of fucking people. Good. Dude, it's 200 people just with family. Really? So yeah. So did it? It's we did the fact you made the list, dude. It's good. A lot of people who think they're on the list are gonna make the list. Fuck no. <laughs> you made the list. Yeah, and don't go fucking up to Santa Barbara looking for us because okay. you won't find us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, want to mention Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools? Today's one of the bad days in San Diego, but uh, otherwise, man, tomorrow's gonna be great. You're gonna wish you had that pool. Taylor May Pools. Nobody makes them like Alan Taylor. Ask about available financing. Six one nine. 449 All right. So last night, I said, we went to Warwick's. Yeah, that's Congratulations right. Congratulations to Matt Coyle. Big crowd. Big crowd. Odyssey's End. Yeah. The uh, 10th book in the Rick Cahill series. Was Joni there? Joni was not okay. there. But Jimmy Bentoncourt was there. Uh, Dan was there. Gavin was there. You'll appreciate this. Okay. So beforehand... We go to dinner, the oh, four cool. of this. Oh, that's awesome. And it's just great. And Jim, Jim always picks up the check. That's cool. I was going to tell you this. You'll appreciate this. And because uh, I love those three guys. I know you do as yeah, well. I do. And, and I was thinking, because we tease Gavin, we tease yeah. Dan on this show. But for those guys to come down and support Coil and be what they've meant to this show, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're down just having a burger and a beer. Fuck it. So not, I just, you do what you do. And so I got up and the girl was really cool. And I said, I fucking love these guys. Yeah. And I go, just give it to me right now. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't plan it. Cool. And it was so much fun because they were all like, oh, hey, whatever. And it was like, fuck it. Just as a thank you to your buddies yeah. to be able to do that. And uh, so then we go over. We they go don't over. have any drinks. So they're afraid to drink because Betancourt's looking. No, Gavin and I drank. <laughs> And uh, so we had a few drinks. Remind me to tell you that, well, fuck, you saw, the, went to the horseshoe on yeah, Sunday. So fuck, my apologies. A little over-served. A little over-served at the, at the shoe, but fun. Uh, sorry for anybody who got a text message from me. <laughs> and, uh, but we go in, and I'm getting to the point. So we go in, and it's a packed house, and it's exciting for Coyle. And the, the, we're sitting in the back, and Matt knows everybody, and we're, we're just fucking heckling him because he's oh, doing Jesus. a raffle and we're not winning anything. Shake it up, Coyle. All these old people are like, what? So these assholes. Who are these assholes? Now, all of a sudden, this guy walks in. And this guy walks in and he's a little bald guy. And he's got these huge oversized Harry Carey glasses. Okay. On. And we're like, who the fuck is this guy? Now, with him, Dave. Holy cow. I almost cried. This woman comes in and she is a complete smoke show. Okay. Now she's older than me. Okay. Okay. I don't want to be rude. Dan Cannon. Dude, she looked like Cher, but she's got a leather jacket on. Okay. And on the back in diamonds, it says eat diamonds for breakfast and shine all day. Like it. Right. Well, you know who else likes it? The three dummies I'm with. <laughs> So I said, who the hell is this? 
So I did a little research, found out she's been a longtime friend of Matt. She's wonderful. She was very nice to everybody okay. there. I told Coyle, ah, that's a future, Mrs. Dotsitz right there. <laughs> and he goes, no, you know, she's great, a friend. I go, you know what? She's my celebrity pool. Now, if you were there last night, <laughs> there's three guys that are like, you're fucking right. Because we're like, she is off the charts. We loved her. Walking around in a leather jacket. Yeah. Nice. So I don't know her first name because Coyle's trying to keep us apart. Um, but yeah, she's our celebrity pool. And if you were there at Warwick's last night, you saw her. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. She was the real deal. Did Congratulations. You get her name by the next show. Oh, yeah, I'll work out. And by the way, Matt Coyle is coming in here. Okay. He's written 10 books, and he loves this show. He hyped our show last night. Oh, it was cool. very nice of him to do it. And he always hypes us up, listens on his walks, and uh, just a great friend. And when somebody does that and, yes. and writes, I told him, you got to write 10 books to get in the garage. Yeah. yeah. And, and don't, so we don't did be a it. cock walker. Yeah. Yeah. Matt. <laughs> like, be a friend. Jerk. And uh, he's not a jerk. Uh, the new book, by the way, Odyssey Zen. Matt and I have an appearance. We're going to be at Mysterious Galaxy down at the sports arena. It's my, one of my favorite things to do every year is to talk to him about the book. Okay. So he'll be in the garage. He's on a little bit of a tour. He'll be in the garage. We'll have him come in and talk everything. He loves the pod, so he'll have thoughts on that. He's cool. an Aztec fan, but we'll talk about the series and then uh, we hope everybody comes out and hangs out at Mysterious Galaxy. It's going to be a fun night. There you go. I also want to mention Kyle Fluger. Don't forget about it. Kyle, look, uh, obviously we're nearing Christmas time. you got to make yep. sure that website is working right. This is the time where you make your money. Kyle's got to help you get everything in control. Look, mithralmedia.io is the company. Don't forget about the 10% discount if you mention Dave and Jeff. Kyle's phone number, though, is 619-500-6621, 619 619- 500-6621. So excited, Dave. Got a brand new website. I uh, got two of them, actually, that yeah. are getting ready to launch uh, this week. The first one is whodidkylecut.com. I want to thank Flukes because he went ahead and cut uh, Trey McBride, tight end of the Arizona Cardinals. I went ahead and picked him up. Nothing like nice. picking up a guy who gets you 40 points in fantasy football because <laughs> your webmaster uh, slash commissioner cuts him. That's going to be a fun site because every week you can look at who did Kyle cut, pick him up. You'll probably get 35 points. And then the next one I'm starting is a website called peoplewhohatedave.com. And uh, while I was in Toronto, Dave, yeah, I had the opportunity to see the lovely Lori Bertman. Yeah, she's great. We love her. And you remember about two weeks ago, uh, a couple of weeks back, we were going through the anniversary of Jake's passing. Yeah. And I believe it was at that time that Lori made a significant sure donation did. to Jake's projects. Yep. And we talked about how much we love her, what a friend she is, and how lucky we are to have her in our life. And it was about three days later when you came on here and started boasting about Alabama beating LSU. Yeah, that was great. Yes. What do you mean that was great? It was great. So I seriously goes, how about that, pal? I go, Lori, I don't know what to say. I said, I was so goddamn offended. I was, I was speechless. She goes, well, I don't think any of that happened. But, uh, yeah. So, shout out to LB, who's at the Hockey Hall of Fame and, and continues That's to cool. find you somewhat entertaining while you continue to do shit like cash or check and then insult LSU 24 hours later. She sent me a clip the other day that I will use on my team this year, okay? It was a clip of a guy talking about baseball and goes, have you seen how expensive these bats are? These bats are $390 right. a shot. He goes, he goes, 
we have four thousand dollars worth of bats in this dugout. We have two fucking hits. <laughs> and I was like, dude, yeah. I'll be using that line. It's one hundred percent true. Uh, the greatest. So yeah, yeah, Lori and I are launching. Uh, people who ate Dave. It's fine. That's <laughs> absolutely fine. All right, when are we back? Uh, oh, uh, we will be back. Let me do this right. Uh, probably Sunday night. You want to go Sunday night? Yeah, I can go Sunday. All right, we'll be back. We should be back on a pretty regular schedule uh, for the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, Dave, get healthy. Thanks to Bernie Wilson. Uh, all kidding aside, as many different things went wrong with that team. Boy, oh, boy, were we lucky in this community to have Peter absolutely. Seidler. And uh, God rest his soul, man. I, I, I just... Uh, I, I don't know, Dave. Like, I don't know. We we talked about it when, when Larry Lucchino left. And I remember saying on that day, I don't know that San Diego will ever recover from that. Took a long time. Took yeah. about 12 years. And then Peter Seidler came in and, and pumped some much-needed life into this franchise. Man, oh, man. I don't know what the future holds. Right now, we, we will okay. uh, hold his memory in our hearts. And we will hold his family and his friends and loved ones in our hearts. But as a baseball fan, I don't know if we ever recover from the loss of Peter Seidler. I hope we do. But I, I hope they, uh, that team, I will give them credit. They, they do celebrations right. Yeah. And, uh, and I know opening day is going to be incredible. And Well, they start off out of the country. Yeah. Spring training ends for them March 15th. Yeah. And they go to Seoul, South Korea, yeah. right? Yep. But whenever they open at Petco and every time we walk in there, man, it, it's going to be impossible not to feel the spirit of peter seidler so we we thank him we love him for what we meant to our team and we'll all miss him a, a great deal dave i'll see we'll you see. sunday all right
Well, California cuts their own Christmas tree. Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door. I laugh so hard. 